The Golden Rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Our special guest today is going to give us a little insight on that, whether he knew he was doing it or not. And seriously, who doesn't like bumper boats? Hello everyone and welcome to The Rest of Us, new podcast for everybody out there that thinks that they don't have a voice. We're going to give that voice to you. We're going to talk about all kinds of things that people don't normally talk about because it's not good to talk about. But the fact is, it is good to talk about because if you don't have conversation, nothing can be changed and there's no dialogue. And without dialogue, things are silly. So... Uh, again, my name is Jason Hines. I am your host, and today we have a very special guest and uh, a friend of mine that uh, work with. His name is Jordan. Say hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. All right. So, Jordan. Yes, sir. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, I am 23 uh, recently. I work with you, obviously. Yeah. Um, I live out in a little town called Black Lake, Ohio. All right. Um, other than that, I am I'm boring. I don't know. I don't, I'm not really interesting or anything like that. <laughs> um, but hey, guys, it's yeah. me. So here's Jordan. We're going to talk about all kinds of uh, interesting stuff. Um, Jordan, listen to the first little intro that I did uh, that you may have listened to before this. Hopefully you did, so you kind of get an idea of what this is all about. Um, but after Jordan listened to it, he figured it would be good to talk about some of the stuff that uh, I brought up before because, again... Much like I just mentioned, he mentioned that uh, sometimes you're friends and you don't really talk about this stuff, right? Yes. And why is that? Uh, one, if you don't agree with somebody, it's like you're offending them right off the bat. Yeah. So, you know, anything that's like a touchy subject or anything like that can offend people easily these days, as we all come to find out. Uh, so certain topics, I don't know, you just stay away from because it's uncomfortable for people. But not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we have Jordan here today. Hi. <laughs> so, no, and I mean, Jordan, you've, you've got some strong opinions on things. I mean, you're not overbearing about it or anything. I mean, we've known each other for over a year. We've had some decent conversations about stuff, and we agree on quite a few things, but there's other things where I'm sure we may not agree on, and right. that's totally fine. If it does, we will talk it out and see what's going on. I'll speak to you no more. Oh, come on, <laughs> I can't live without my Jordan. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. So what do you want to talk about first? Like we, uh, when we were talking about, uh, you listened to the first intro and, and, uh, you were intrigued by some of the things like, uh, what was one of them that, uh, one of them you talked about was like, uh, when I was mentioning me living in the South. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, so you lived in Tennessee I did for a while cool I so did. I recently just found this out so this will be exciting um, so you lived in Sevierville yes in Sevierville or in Sevierville okay cool and if anybody hasn't been out there before it's a very nice area yes there's you can't be bored in Sevierville oh no 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 you're very close to like Pigeon Forge you're very close to Gatlinburg both huge tourist attraction places Sevierville is still touristy but less because it's kind of right on the cusp yeah. Um, but yeah, always something to do. Never bored. I always forget. So it's Sevierville first, like down the down the parkway or whatever. It's Sevierville, then Pigeon Forge, then Gatlinburg. Yep. Okay. Is that's when you come in? You come in off the freeway and you're coming right into Sevierville. Yeah. Um, and then you go through that, and then you're on the parkway, which is all the same. But yeah. uh, you'll know once you're getting into like the touristy part of like Sevierville and then Pigeon Forge, because you'll just see like a bunch of 
just amazing things to do. <laughs> it's almost like you're a kid. Right. And your eyes light up and you're like, oh my God, I get that, that, that. Got to go there. Like the bumper boats. Yes. The bumper I always boats. wanted to do those and I was never allowed to do them when I was a kid. So No way. I My biggest thing was go-karts and putt-putt. Like yeah. I was the king of putt-putt. Yeah. Um, but and yeah. like they do putt-putt right there too. It's oh not God, just yeah. like those stupid little greeneries. No. It's like a, it's like a themed out it's every single like putt putt place is like a themed out course you know so right it's yeah it's not like uh magic mountain putt putt <laughs> that right. doesn't count uh <laughs> no it's dope and then they're even the racetracks are like like they had a like a nascar like themed um go-kart place mm. and the tracks were like i don't know they were really sweet tracks and the carts were not like go-karts they were like actual um like mini cars like oh yeah yeah it was sweet you had to be like not you had to be like old enough to drive the car but yeah. you had to be like a certain height and whatnot to operate the car it was cool awesome but yeah never bored awesome yeah no kidding so before we get into a whole bunch of it i just want to not really ground rules per se but a couple things i wanted to kind of point out so um one nothing is off topic okay we can literally talk about anything you want i don't care um, as long as it's done tastefully, you okay. know, we're not going to talk about, you know, crazy orgies or anything like that. No, no, that's for after the podcast. Right. Um, secondly, after dark. right. <laughs> the rest of it's after dark. <laughs> anyway. Um, so second thing would be, um, you know, as people may have heard, or as you may know, sometimes this will get political in nature and, uh, you know, we may talk about religion some all, you know, some of these weird topics. I don't mind talking about them and giving opinions on them. I just really don't want to get into name calling. Okay. Okay. So like if we're talking about a political figure per se, I don't, you know, like, you know, well, he's a tool or he's an idiot or whatever. Let's, let's explain why Why? he's an idiot. You know what I mean? Or things that he does maybe idiotic or the things that she may say, maybe do it that way. And then third, I don't think I'll have a problem with you at all with this, but at any point, because I am the moderator and it's my podcast, I'm just teasing. Um, I have the right to cancel this. Yes. yes, but I don't think I'll have a problem with that because okay. I think we're gonna have a lot of good dialogue. I think so too. Okay, sweet. So, um, so let's go ahead and get into it. So, North versus South, so to speak. Yes. So, uh, as mentioned before, we, we uh, live in Ohio, yep. Central Ohio area. Um, <laughs> I was born and raised here, and I did some uh, traveling down in the South, usually vacationed in the South, uh, and all that good stuff. But you living in Sevierville, how long did you live there? So me and my mom lived there. So we're originally from Ohio. I'm from I'm an Ohio boy, Columbus boy. Um, but we lived there from my sixth grade year. So I was, oh, however old you are in sixth grade, twelve maybe. Yeah. Um, so I lived there for a year. I mean, I've gone there many times. That's why we lived there. But I we lived there for a year. So um, it was interesting. It yeah. was definitely interesting being yeah. in that little area because the is not um, like it's not like a built up big city or suburban town i guess you'd say like it's not like um like here in columbus where you got a lot of like just suburban cities. Mm-hmm, yeah it's very rural and um first i am a like i was one of the only mixed kids in the school district mm-hmm. um so that was just interesting you know it, like i didn't see a lot of um predominantly like white people because it is a tourist place right so i saw a bunch of mixed yeah but like once you leave the tourist part, like back in like the just the city living area, mm-hmm. it was definitely a bunch of just like white faces, right? White faces, but not like they weren't rude, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had your, you know, you had, of course, uh, you got jerks everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but overall, it was not a crazy experience. Like, yeah, 
other parts of Tennessee would be. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yep. Um, so just so, you know, mix can be a whole bunch of all kinds of things. Oh, so yes. what was your dad and what was your mom? My mother is white as okay. uh, Wonder Bread. And uh, <laughs> my dad is African-American. Okay. Uh, we got a few other mixes in there, but that is like predominantly what I am. So gotcha. Black and white. Yeah. So um, I know I had kind of experienced uh, when I was talking about being in South Carolina, like the how races like uh, so maybe you can give a, a bit of an idea or a, a bit of an example too on this so like in ohio you especially being in columbus and everything you've got a lot of different races and backgrounds and stuff here like uh, oh, yeah. virtually anything right oh yeah uh which is so weird it's columbus ohio for god's right. sake but um <clears throat> but down there it's well here it's more socioeconomic well socioeconomic like it's not that you know you're black or you're white it's i live on this side of town or i live yeah. in this part of town that kind of thing does that Absolutely. make sense do you feel that way too yeah, yeah. Like and here here yes. yeah yeah but i mean down south it's yeah <laughs> it's uh it's <clears throat> yeah yeah it's not as diverse down south you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's you you have your diverse families and whatnot but sure. it's definitely more you're in this kind of town you're in this kind of area you're in this kind of you know uh, which again wasn't a problem because mm-hmm. I am a very uh, I don't want to say I'm a white boy, but <laughs> I definitely carry myself more of a white boy and white American citizen. Yeah. So it never really affected me and like also living with my mom. I lived with just my mom, so mm-hmm. living with a white woman. Uh I didn't really have too many issues growing up as a kid. Yeah. Um now once I hit like uh, like I think after high school, like eighteen, nineteen years old, uh, is when I first started having like account- encountering experiences with like racial, like encounters and racism and whatnot. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this is what people talk about. Okay, right. Uh, um, but like, yeah, down there, like you know, I did. I had of, of course I had a couple of run-ins with like some like punk kids who oh, would sure, yeah. throw out the hard R word and whatnot. <laughs> but other than that, no, I didn't have too many problems growing up. Yeah. Most of the time, people would mistake me as Puerto Rican, anyways. Um, <laughs> you do have that, yeah, like a, a lighter, a lighter caramel, yeah. Um, and not only that, but my features aren't really like black people features. I don't know what that means, but that's, that's no, what I I've been told. Um, especially my right. hair. Like, yeah, my yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's curly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, like a lot of times when I was a kid, even when I was like 10, 11, um, which I guess is a kid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like Puerto Rican couples, like especially older couples, would come up to my well, come up to me first and start speaking Spanish, and my mom would have to intervene, especially when I was like a kid. Yeah, um, and she'd be like, "Oh no, 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 he's he's not Puerto Rican. He's <laughs> yep. black and white, or he's just whatever." Yeah. And um, it was the funniest thing because one time I was walking home or whatever down in Tennessee, and a Puerto Rican couple stopped and they were driving or whatever, and they tried to ask me for directions in Spanish, and I. You know, no I clue. looked at him and I was like, oh, no Spanish, no hablo, no hablo español, like, you know. <laughs> no speak Spanish, though. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I've always faced um, until, like I said, until, like, 18, 19. That's when I went from being, like, um, just, just like, mixed kid or whatever to mm-hmm. people identify me as black. Yeah. And that's one of those things, like, it doesn't get on my nerves because, I, you know, I am part black, but, like, I'm part white, too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mixed. That's what I would go by. I wouldn't go right. by I'm black or white. <clears throat> I would go by mixed. Yeah. You know? And whenever I tried to, like, I don't know, what, not so much explaining it to white people because they get, like, get it. Right. Fine. You know, that's what yep. I'm saying. They understand. 
it's black people. Whenever I explain to black people, like, hey, I'm mixed. Oh, you don't have pride in your... No, that's not it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying <laughs> right. I am... You're almost trying to take away my, like, white side of me because of whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, not, and it's not one of those things where I'm not proud of you to be black or anything like that. Right. It's just, like, I'm both. I'm proud to be it's both. It's who you are. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's... Yeah. And what's kind of funny about that is, so I used to work with uh, a girl when I uh, worked in a restaurant, and she had the same, you know, complexion, the same everything as you. But what was funny was she talked like a valley girl. Yep. And I thought it was a riot because I'm like, well, maybe, you know, I like I didn't... You, when you're working with someone that you don't really know, especially if you're their manager, it's kind of hard to like, you know, so what are you? Well, you right. know what I mean? Like right. you, you can't do that. <laughs> uh, and so as we would talk, like I would kind of piece together certain things and she was biracial as well. Her dad was black. Her mom was white. Yep. And so when I talked to her, I was like, it, because the, what finally broke the, the straw or the straw that broke the camel's back was that she, cause I'd always been so curious. She looked at me and she said, yeah, I got to go tanning tonight. And I was like, all right, that's it. I got to know. And yep. I was like, why, why do you go tanning? Yeah. I was like, what is that? And she's like, well, because, you know, I just it makes me feel good and it helps blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, but you told me about your background. Right. So I I just don't hear of very many black people saying that they, tanning, you know, tan him. or whatever. And it came to find out that her father had left. And when her father left, she was at a very young age and she wanted nothing to do with that part of her life. Fair. And so that was just, that was her decision. It's not like, you know, our mom was like, no, no, blah, blah. She just wanted it. So she adopted the Valley Girl accent because, I mean, how much more white can you get than that? Correct. And she tanned, which is what a lot of white girls do. Correct. You know what I mean? And stuff. Like, and it was, it made me kind of laugh, not at her situation because, of course, that's horrible. But at the same time, I'm like, okay. All right, that was that was interesting to me, you know, because and again, I know everybody is different, you know, not just because you both are biracial, you both right. are going to be the exact same, whatever, <laughs> you know. Like, also, do you tan? No, like, <laughs> shut up. But, uh, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And then once you know we had talked and I had, had you know found out that you know your background and everything, I was like, so I wonder, you know, kind of how because you do carry yourself, uh, you know, again, you seem to to kind of guide more towards your your mother's side of things. Yes. And I didn't know if that was like just a, a conscious decision or if that was more of just because you had spent so much time with your mom. So it's one of those things. So <clears throat> growing up in, I'm in a town called Pickerington. It's a very um, upscale, more of an upscale uppity town, mm-hmm. more predominantly white town. Uh, not as much now, but when I was growing up, more of a white area. Yeah. So I went to school with a bunch of white kids and whatnot, and not like, and I had it was it was definitely um, integrated, but I just went to school with a bunch of white kids, and it wasn't like like nobody tried to like coax me into being like on their side yeah. or whatever, <laughs> act like them or dress like them. But I just liked how the kids there dressed, I liked how they acted, you know, and respectable kids, respectable people, you know. So I just kind of took on that lifestyle, I guess, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then. Um, I went to a Columbus public school. Oh my! When I was in seventh grade, mm-hmm. and it was completely sh- like sh- culture shock. Which one did you go to? I went to uh, Clifton Middle School, which okay. is right up in like Northern Lights. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Google that, kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Google Medina. Yeah, right there. <clears throat> but uh, I went there for three months of my seventh grade year, which was enough. 
let me tell you. Um, yeah. But it was just like a different set of kids. It was like, and that was a predominantly like black school. Mm-hmm. It, it would be like, where's Walter to find a white kid? <laughs> um, but I went from a school district where like every day I didn't have to worry about lockdowns or anything like that to mm-hmm. going to this school. They had a lockdown every single day. Oh my. Maybe two, three times a day. Um, and I went through like a lot of kids that were, I felt like I was in high school, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and what was funny was when I went to that school, I, I didn't dress, like I didn't sag my pants. I always thought that was stupid and lame. Um, <laughs> I didn't wear like Jordans. I, you know, I wore like bands and Converse and just whatever. Right. Um, I didn't wear like, like just weird, not weird, but just like, like I wore like normal clothes. That's what I call them. Normal there you clothes. Go. Yes. Coles, um, Coles kind of stuff. Coles for, and yeah, like okay. Walmart and like, sure, sure. you know, yeah. Hollister. <clears throat> and good old Hollister. Go Hollister. <laughs> uh, but that was the biggest thing that I, when I first went to that kind of school was, oh, we've got this like preppy white kid, wannabe, da 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 da, coming to school. I never had that in Pickerington. Nobody was like, oh, this black kid who wants to be white or, I didn't have that kind of issue in Pickerington, you know? Yeah. And that's one of those things, too. It's like around white people, at least growing up and whatnot, I never was – it wasn't a weird thing. I wasn't a weird kid or uh, like I wasn't subjected to – I don't know. People just didn't treat me weird or yeah. anything like that. You know, they just treat me like a person. Right. Uh, going around black people was like, oh, you're doing this. You're doing that. You're acting like this and that. You don't do this. You don't eat that. You don't – whatever and i'm just like what is this what do you mean like i'm just living my best life here like yeah. i don't know what you want me to do you know right um and i think a lot of times with like the black community it's like they want to try to define me by my skin tone mm-hmm. and um people in the white like white people don't do that yeah you know what i'm saying they don't i don't know like yeah white people have their opinions on other races and blah 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 blah, blah but like it, they just don't care you know what i'm saying i think that black people think they care a lot they don't. Yes, you have your few select white people who do care. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Who will make it a big a big deal. But yeah. overall, no. And I feel like black people know that because, so aside from news stuff, in your everyday life, how many white and white, like white people and black people are like really going at it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you were to think about it, in your everyday life, when you're like at work or in any kind of like public place... How many times do you really see like white people just being crazy towards black people or vice versa? Yep. You don't. So uh, not to draw away from like, you know, the hype about terrible behavior because, yeah, it should be like, of course. But I think that black people over white people blow up a make like make this whole race thing an issue over. Like, I think black people make race an issue over white people. For sure. Um, I think they reach for things that are not really going on mm. um i think they subject white people to like every bad thing about white people that it could be i think they subject all white people to that thought process um but i will say that so going back to growing up like when like so i, I never used to think see the hype on it i used to think like people were just dramatic mm. um but growing up once i got to an age where you know life kind of just hit you um i had to drive a, a beat up car. Mm-hmm. I drove like a 1996 Camry. And one time I was driving and I got off the freeway, um, actually right off of Lancaster here, getting off of the exit to, for Pickerington. And uh, me and my friend, we had just come back from one of our friends' house downtown. Um, it was like, I don't know, one in the morning. But 
I don't know. It just wasn't that weird. But <laughs> so three sheriffs pulled us over. And the reasoning at first was because I didn't turn my turn signal 300 feet away from the turn lane. That's what my, that his first question to me was, hey, do you know how far you have to be to, before you turn your turn signal on? I was like, no. <laughs> do, you, do most people like, right? no. Yeah. So, you know, and I was thinking to myself, three of you, okay, it's just me and her. Like, um, so then they pulled us out of the car, searched my car. The one dude was, you know, shining his light on us, acting like we were going to run. I was like, no, I promise you, I'm not going to jump off the cliff here. And then after they did all that, you know, he was like, okay, you can go back and we just wanted to scare you and see how you'd react. So I was like, oh. he said that. Oh yeah. Shut up. That's, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that my mom and, and my friend Jelly's mom was just kind of like. Because my friend Jelly was also biracial and her mom and yeah. stuff was white. So they were kind of just like, whoa, taken back. And that's when I was kind of like, uh, okay. And so I was thinking to myself, I don't feel like that would have happened if it, if, it, if I would have been with my mom. Right. Or if I would have been with a white kid or whatever. Yeah. Um, or if I wouldn't have driven this car. I don't feel like that would have happened to me either. Yeah. So that was one of my first encounters with that. I was like, okay, shell shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Then going down, like, uh, over the past, like, two years, we went to Florida a couple times. And we, the first time we went, we drove down. Mm-hmm. Uh, stopped through West Virginia. Uh, <laughs> I stopped at a gas station. And this, like, cashier clerk lady was so nice to everybody in front of me that I got up there and up. I, I'm just, like, naturally friendly to people. Yeah. Um, I like people. <laughs> um, and her demeanor changed. She wasn't necessarily rude. But the way she changed up from being so friendly to, like, my friend Olivia and then to the people in front of us. And then to me, it was, like, blatantly obvious of, like, you have some kind of issue. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And you stereotyped me from the jump because you thought I was going to be, like, ignorant or belligerent yeah. or whatever. Um, And that was just interesting. And then going through the South, people just changed up. Like, you know, they, they get, like, I don't know, like, a lot of white people down South, they get, like, I don't want to say scared, but, like almost like they're like scared or afraid right, right like they don't know what like somebody of color is gonna do and it's like hey the reason why i think personally the reason why black people um and just minorities in general are so timid and so like hardcore or hard-edged or whatever is because they don't know what white people are gonna do yeah uh because you know here in the news right recently in the past year and i do i do think there is such thing as like white privilege i do think that um I think that minorities of any color are like, okay, if I say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, what it, what's going to happen? You know? Yeah. What kind of person is going to get so scared and then call the police and then my life's going to get ruined. So I think that's one of those things. I think literally both sides are just so like, what are y'all going to do? Mm-hmm. That it's like a, it, it just causes tension right, like right away. Instead of just, yeah. Instead of just talking or right. just introducing. And just, yep. I don't know. My thing is with people. I don't subject you to your skin color. I just think if you're stupid, you're stupid. If you're ignorant, you're ignorant. Depending <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> on your, co- your color, it doesn't matter. Yep. Every race has somebody who's... Yeah. So it, it's like if if all people could just go into meeting somebody with, hey, this is a person, yep. I feel like the world would be better because I feel like people wouldn't just be like, oh, I can't talk to him because he's black. Oh, I can't talk to that girl over there because she's a white girl. I don't know how she's... That's just stupid to me. Yeah. Uh, because, like I said, not all people... Even, like, not all... Like, say, for instance, Sue. I had a kid. His parents were against black people all, all around. Mm. But he was not. Um, and I, uh, most kids my age would be like, oh, I can't mess with you because 
your parents are da 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 da. I am not like that. That's the parents, man. Yes. Yeah. We are grownups. Right. You know, we are adults. Sure, when you're kids, it's a little tricky because whatever. Yeah. But when you're, like, as of age where you can make your own decisions, it doesn't matter. So I don't put, I don't, I don't know, I don't weigh off other people's beliefs and I don't, like, go towards other people's thoughts. Get to know the person and base it off of that because, I mean, again, like, when I was in South Carolina, they, uh, my barber was one of the largest black guys I ever met and if you saw him out I mean he had you know the beard big dude built you know like I you know you would be scared of him no matter what color you were <laughs> like, he could be purple and be like oh god, oh god. <laughs> but this dude was one of the coolest guys I think I'd ever met like in the first he was my barber the first time I ever met we talked like Arnold Schwarzenegger to each other for 20 minutes yes and I mean I'm like are you kidding me right now Yes. But, and, you know, people down in the South are like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, come on, man. Just because, yeah. Who cares? That's the problem right there is when you make it a problem or you try to reach for a problem of it's weird or it doesn't look right, then it's like, it's it's wrong, you know? Well, when you mention that, like, you know, being in the news, um, you know, because there's always, it's always the people with the loudest whatever making the biggest ruckus is who gets the camera pointed at them. Yes. And when I was, when I was down there, that was when, um, I'm sure you can remember a couple of years ago when uh, this guy was, a uh, black guy was shot by a white cop, supposedly, you know, unprovoked and whatever, and it just caused this huge uprising right at the same time that they were banning the uh, Confederate flag. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All that at the exact same time. And to make it even better, I was working for a cell phone company, uh, and I was a manager for a cell phone company, and every single employee except me was black. With all of that going on at the same time, and I know no one down there, and I'm like, God, help me. You're walking around like, hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, are you kidding me? Could I be in a worse situation with all this? Because, again, like... It was crazy. Uh, there was a uh, we had a meeting at one of the stores, and uh, we were just kind of hanging out afterwards. And there was about eight or nine of us just standing around talking, no big deal. And then they started talking about race, and I'm like, okay, this should be interesting. And so some of them were kind of like, "There's a white guy right over there," you know, pointing at me. And I'm like, "Yeah, so what?" But there's this one girl that looked right at me, right at me, and was like, "Well, I don't like you because you're white." And I was, and I, I didn't even take offense because I'm like, "You're the idiot," you know what I mean? Right. When it comes to that, I'm like, "Come on, that's just dumb thinking, ignorant." And I, that's why I was like, "Okay, so tell me why." I was like, is it really just, you know, nothing about me, but you see my skin color. So why is it that because I'm white, you don't like me? And she's like, because you're white. And I was like, that's really all you can you can give me. We've never talked. Like, is there something from your past? Has someone told you blah, 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 this and that? And she's just like, nope, you're just white. You're not like me. Yes. I'm, oh, my gosh. I'm I was sorry. Like, are you kidding? I, oh, my God. Black people really do that. Like, they really will say. Yeah. Like, just stupid things about white people. And you'll ask them, you'll ask them, you know, why do you feel that way? What's it, what's it, like, what's an argument that you can talk about? Yeah. Oh, they're just white. They just don't, they don't, they're out to get you. Or they're, it's something stupid. And I'm like, no. Like, have you, I, you know, a lot of times when I'll get in the debates with, like, black people, mm-hmm. I'll ask them, the first thing I'll ask them is, okay, have you had an experience? Well, no, but then, uh, okay, stop right there. Right, like, stop right there. <laughs> if you're you're if you're going off of something you've seen or you've heard or something that you haven't experienced yourself, stop. I know half of y'all's friends are white. Uh, I know half of y'all's parents are white. So, like, <laughs> calm down and stop. Like, 
everybody who's white outside of your group of people you know is like bad. Like stop stop saying that about people, you know. So this this really blew my mind. Uh, along the same, it was the same time um, I worked with a woman who was black, and she was talking about her daughter <clears throat> and how her daughter hated going to school because she was black. And I kind of looked at her and I was like, well, you know isn't her school predominantly black anyway? Like the area they were living in was, and she's like, well, yeah. And I was like, so why does she hate going to school? If she's black going to a school with a bunch of black people. And she said, because she's dark skinned. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? And she's like, her skin color is very dark black. Like her, her father was African. So, you know, very, very dark. And she was, I I don't know how to say it without sounding stupid, but you know, I mean, your your average black, you know what I mean, like yeah. collar, whatever, you know what I mean. Um, and she's like, yeah, and she got her skin tone from her dad, and because she was darker black, the lighter skinned black kids would make fun of her. I was like, but you're, it's it's all the same. What? And she's like, nope. I'm like, what? Yeah. And she pulled up a, this thing. It was Oprah had done like the special. It was like an hour long special, or half hour special, or whatever, talking about. You know, if you look at magazine colors and or magazine covers and you see, you know, black people on the cover, it's always like a lighter skin tone or, you know, like the more famous or or lighter. And I was like, you've got to be. I never even thought about it. Like, you can be racist in your own race. I'm like, that blew my mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Over the past, like I've noticed over the past uh, probably like two years, uh, big on like the Twitter, Twitter, social media world. Yeah. A lot have, which I like to see this, uh, but a lot of like the black community started coming out with let's stop like degrading and demeaning our own skin tones. We're all black. We're all the same shade. So why, you know what I'm saying? Some, there's a lot of like really, really pretty and really good looking, like very dark skinned people out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's hype them up too. You know, it's like one of those things like that. Like also with hair. Um, yeah, a lot of like African American people's hair used to be like frowned upon of like, and that was one of those things, too, I never understood. Like, okay, black people, you hate white people. You don't like any of their things. Getting your hair done the way black... thats You're getting your hair done white, like white style. That's <laughs> like straight straight hair yeah. is white people hair. Right. Uh, the, like the texture of hair that they would get would be white people hair. So it's like one of those things of like, okay, now you look stupid. So now you're not embracing your own hair. So that's one of those things I've yeah. liked seeing over the past couple of years. Black people just embracing their hair. Um, certain things. It's like, it's just weird to me. Like... Certain attributes that white people give off, black people take for like take all the time, but mm. you know, have all these bad things to say about white people. Um, but I do have my own set, like opinion because I, 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 how I'm talking right now, yeah, would seem like I am like against the black community and I have my own whatever, but I have my own also side of white people, right? You know, and like more or less like the closed minded people who have the issues, you know, because mm-hmm. they, and they're out there, um. Growing up and living in Ohio, especially in Columbus, I didn't experience that like blatant racism mm-hmm. because Columbus is just very, it's always been diverse. Yeah. You know, um, even when it wasn't, it was. Right. Uh, so, like, I have a full on experience how it is, like, more down in the South. So, I know there's an issue more down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? But I don't know. It's like, I, what annoys me is like the white people who are blind to that kind of behavior. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Uh, just because it doesn't happen here, or you've never seen it, doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Exactly. You know? Yep. Um, even with my own mom, like, 
we had this like argument and clash a little bit because you know she was talking about how well it's not like that here it's not like that here I'm like well that doesn't mean that it's not that like it that everywhere exist, exactly nor does it mean it doesn't even happen here mm-hmm. it just might be very far and few in between uh, but yeah I don't get I don't understand I never understood how like certain white people are just very like turned off by like just blind people right away I've never understood that nope. Well, and I told, I mean, if you, I know you listened to it when I told the story about the, the black woman who wouldn't even want to talk to me just because I was white. She was talking to a guy who had no idea. I had the answers, didn't want to talk. I'm like, that was the first time I'd ever experienced something that hardcore. Like, yes. I was like, wow. It's blatant. It's like, <laughs> right. oh my God. Hi. Like, you know, like, okay, sorry. Well, it was funny though. I, so you mentioned you're 23. Um, went, help me. What year were you born then? 95. Oh God, that's when I graduated <laughs> high school. Oh, I'm so old. Um, but so, kind of talking like bringing back, you know, like my youth in the '90s. Now, granted, the '90s were not perfect, and I'm not about to, you know, say that they were. Right. But in the '90s, it was such an interesting time because you had. It was almost like everything was finally starting to come together. Oh, I believe that. Right. I like everything was copacetic. Yeah. I feel like everything was simple. Right. Even early 2000s, I feel like it was still pretty simple times. Because, I mean, you had, like, these these clothing brands, like, Cross Colors, you know, and it was, yeah, it was, you know, an African-American brand, but everybody could wear it, and it was cool. And, you know, like, everybody wore the same, at least in this area, I'll say that, I'll kind of preface it, but everybody wore the same style of clothing. It was, you know what I mean? And it... It almost seemed like everything started coming together. You had that uh, show in Living Color, which was primarily, you know, it was the Wayans Brothers. And you had the, uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez was actually a dancer on that. And you had Jim Carrey, where he got to start. And it was this nice, you know, blend of everything. And I was like, oh, yes. Harmony. Yeah, we're yeah. finally getting. And I don't know who flipped the switch. The world, it's like <laughs> the United States went backwards. Stupid. You know what yeah, I'm stupid. Like, what happened? And it's so frustrating because, I, especially, you know, growing up through that, and I was like, yeah, all right, we're finally, and then wheels fell off. Yeah. And when I'm one of those people, like, it's so cliche, but, like, if you don't like it here, why are you here? Right. Like, and it's not just it's not just people who are, like, literally not from here. It's, right. like, even people born here and whatnot, like, black people and, like, Latinos and all this, all these other races, because I don't really hear it from white people, but it's like they, they talk so much mess about the United States and how bad this country is, but it's like you guys kind of look stupid. You're living in the country that you're, you know what I'm saying? You dictate the choices a lot like a lot of what's going on in in the United States. So everybody has this voice and everybody wants to have these opinions and whatnot, but nobody's doing anything one to change it. Right. Two, if you're, like I said, if you're unhappy here, go. There's other places, but then you think about it, it's like, oh wait, the other ones that you would go to, Mexico or over, like over in Europe, are horrible over there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When it comes to like at surface level, it might seem great that everybody's getting along there. But when you go to like this actual level of like law and government and whatnot, those places are literally way worse than here in the United States, which is why, again, most people are trying to come to the United States. They would, yeah. They you know, bitch about being here and all the crap that's going on. And it's like, do you even watch world news at all? Right. I mean, I know we're America and we have this certain pompousness about us because we're like, yeah, we're America. And, and the rest of the world makes fun of us for it because we're like, oh, wait, what's happening over there? It's like, are you kidding me? We know everything that's going on in your country. It's like, well, yeah, because we're America. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Whether it's right or wrong, I mean, that's how it is most of the time. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, because we're cool and stuff. But 
No, I mean, like, multiculturalism sounds like a wonderful thing, but until you start looking at Europe and how multiculturalism is sometimes in certain areas, like, really harming thing. I mean, yes. Paris, France, for one. I mean, you yes. see the city of lovers, right? It, oh, it's beautiful. It's Eiffel Tower. And yes, I'm going to get the baguette. Yes. And now it's like... So you, dangerous. Right. It, like, you could get risk, uh, like, even literally in the city, like, in the nice part of the city. Yes. You're getting at risk of, like, getting abducted, kidnapped, raped, abducted. Uh, beaten up robbed you know what i'm saying like yes. it's not it, it's pretty but it's like dangerous you know yes. and that's a lot of those places over there in like the middle east of like it's pretty at surface level but like when you come down to it it's dangerous mm-hmm. you know and my thing is here in the united states yeah i do think that right now america's very like broken right now i do think yes. that i think that there's so many people who from all races just don't see like eye to eye and everybody has their opinions and some opinions. You can't really say anybody th- anything about somebody's opinion, but yeah, uh, I think that certain people's opinions and how it's influencing America is not the best. Um, so I think that sh- that stuff can change and whatnot. But I don't know. We, being the younger generation, have the power to change what's going on in the world because we're going to be the generation that takes over. Right. Um, so I think that a lot of people need to stop just crying about things and actually do stuff. You know, a lot of these people want to cry about the election or cry about what happened in the election. Well, did any of you go vote? No. Half of y'all just are sitting here on Twitter talking about it. You know, you, <laughs> yep. none of you went and voted yeah. uh, or none of you are doing anything currently to help the next election. You know, right. it's a bunch of talk. Yeah. Well, which is a big thing. And then, Again, I don't. I hate to generalize because <clears throat> you and my fiance are in the same technically the same you know generation. Okay. Um, and I I don't like generalizing, so I I'm not saying all millennials because I hate doing that crap. I'm not doing, but it it's not even just millennials. Even I mean, it's even my generation, Gen X. Half these people that are are growing up and you know now are adults and are starting to run the country, opinions have all of a sudden started outweighing facts. Oh, yeah. Or, Big time. Yeah, and I understand the phrase, you know, perception is reality. I understand that. Like, that's, I get it. But you, when someone comes at you, like, if you're complaining about something, like, you know, oh, this country sucks and I don't want out of here, blah, 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 and then you come to them and be like, well, actually, look at what's happening here. What is this? You know, we're, we're working towards this. Uh, unemployment is this. And, you know, and you start coming. And it's really not that bad of a place. I don't really care what you say. This place still sucks. Like, come yeah. on. Yes. I mean, I understand you have feelings and opinions, but at yes. the same time, Really look. I don't right. think people open up their eyes and really look. If it's not on their Twitter feed or Facebook or CNN, they're not paying attention. No. And it's really annoying. You talk about discussion. You talk about topics. It's like, okay, in your everyday life, what really problems are you going through? Yes. On everybody, honestly. Yes. Maybe in like really rural, like messed up bad areas. Sure. But that's because all y'all are just messed up. But uh, <laughs> in everyday normal society... What kind of hardships are you really getting thrown at you? What kind of like like racism are you getting thrown at? Uh, what kind of like stereotype stuff are you getting? Nothing. Like you live your normal life and nobody really like realizes that mm-hmm. because they just hype up on what's going on, on the media side. Yes, you know. Which I this is what I like. I do like that my generation came to light of like, hey, let's bring up, let's bring to light very bad behavior mm-hmm. and nip it in the bud. I think that that is great that what we've done because I do think the older generation kind of just threw things under the rug like like when it comes to like rape and like stuff like that I think they just kind of tucked it away and just um, What do you mean? Let's expand on that. Okay, like 
like I want to I want to be specific here. Please. Like like I feel like uh not necessarily rape but like men and women mishandling the opposite sex. Yeah. Okay. Um so <clears throat> I feel like back early 2000s, 90s, 80s um I feel like men specifically got away with, you know, mishandling women and touching and all that stuff that, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like in my generation, we kind of were like, hey, that's not, I'm not about to let that go. I'm about to act because you speak up about it. Right. Cause a little bit of controversy, which I don't, I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and bring that kind of behavior to light. Do I think that we should bring up to light like stuff that happened like years ago? No. Especially right. if that person is not doing anything now. Um, but like I do, I do think that like if you're doing stuff that you're not supposed to be doing, you need to get in trouble for it. Um, especially with like a lot of these, um, like actors and uh, yes. sports players, people want to be pissed when they are suspended from the team or they're suspended from a game or this person just got boot- booted off a TV show. You're pissed because they just mishandled somebody, and if it's been proven, I mean, I grant there's the cases that are all somebody trying to. Somebody got their feelings hurt, and now they're just trying to lash out. But mm. in cases that it's legit, uh, I think that person should be punished. And if that's one of the punishments, okay, that's what you get for mishandling somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, also, like, I feel like even though it's excessive sometimes, I do think that our generation, like my generation specifically, pulled to light a lot of, like, the racial issues um, and brought that to attention. Um, I think that my generation brought up the fact that people need to get equal pay. Yeah. Um, which I think is a great uh, because I do think if, especially with women, if they are doing the job just as much as a man or just as much as whatever, they should get equally paid. Why not? So can we touch on that real quick? Please. Because this is something that has kind of bothered me. Right. Um, so, no, I, you're absolutely right. There's no reason. It doesn't matter what's dangling between your legs. You should get the same pay for whatever's happening. Right. right? So my question is this, and in your personal whatever that you've experienced, have you ever experienced a woman not getting paid the same amount as you in the jobs that you've had? And this isn't me trying to corner you or I'm I'm purely asking for a reason. I feel like me specifically, I've not uh, worked in a place yet because I am still young. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think I've ever been in that. Like all my jobs have been like, dumb jobs so um <laughs> i haven't really noticed it but my mom being an example okay my mom was busting her ass am i allowed to say ass you can say whatever the hell you want okay ass uh <laughs> at her job for 10 years yeah and she should have been promoted twice two men got it over her uh the one dude was buddy buddy with her boss mm-hmm. um my mom was like number wise top of her everything every month and yep. got passed up then there was a like three dudes on her department, whatever. They're all doing the same job, but the one dude was not doing anything that my mom was doing. Was getting paid a dollar more than her. Mm. Deny my mom a couple raises. Now, granted, back in the day, I'm like a kid, so I'm not really grasping on sure, that sure, stuff. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. But going thinking back on it, I know it's because of that. Like certain things, I know certain job forces looked at her as like, oh, you're a woman. You don't know, like we don't know if you like you can handle this kind of stuff. Right. Even now, like going like here in the past year. I've been places where, like, they didn't know that she was with somebody. Like, she, they didn't know, like, I was with her, you know? And I've just seen how people talk to her. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, you're only talking to her like that because she's a girl. You're trying to talk to her because you think she, she's going to be, like, 
persuaded differently or she's not going to know what you're talking about. And that just gets on my nerves. Yeah. Um, but with the pay thing, yeah, like that is just that bothered me when she was getting passed up. Or even now, like she was at one of her jobs now and these dudes got promoted. They were all young dudes who got promoted over her and she was out there like just killing it. Uh, her boss was out there like, oh, yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great. There she goes getting passed up by them. And I'm like, you're dumb. Like you're just making her do all this work for you. <laughs> yeah. But you don't want to compensate her for it. So we're kind of hitting a few different things. I mean, so, you know, we talked about, you know, your mom, not, you know, like this dude's getting paid a dollar more. You know, absolutely. That's it doesn't seem like much. But the right. point is, what? why? Why a dollar? Right. What's the point? That's stupid. Um, now, just to you don't have to give exacts, but like, what does she do? Like, what is her? Is she management or no? Is she... she was like, have you ever heard of OPNF and OPERS, High Public Employee Retirement? No, but okay, it's a it's government like, gym. Yeah, they, really? Yeah, shut up. Man, downtown, uh, okay, big, big building, right? Um, I don't really know what her job. I can't tell you what her job is. Like, I know her, her specialty is like accounts payable and stuff. Yeah, but I feel like that's not what she was doing there. Um. But yeah, I don't really know what she's doing. That. But I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, she's not a contractor. I mean, no, she's working no. for the, she's, the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these other people were making a dollar more an hour than yep. her. That yep. is crazy, especially if it's government. That's yep. insane. And they had not, they, the biggest thing that was like, my mom had been there like at the time because she had been there ten years altogether. Mm. At the time, it was like six years, and these dudes had been there for like just a year. Yeah, raised, raised, jumped her, all this stuff. It was kind of just like, yeah, why? What's up? So part of that uh, that I want to touch on is actually you could also, because I'm starting to get it this time, is ageism. I mean, if these guys are younger than her, your mom yes. is probably, what is she? My in, mom is in, like, mid-40s. 53. Oh, 53? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's something that I'm starting to notice now. And, I mean, I haven't, luckily with this job, but with some of my friends and some of the other things, uh you're right. Um, I've got a friend of mine that has worked at UPS ever since high school, and practically, and uh, his raises are not as high as some of these, and some of these other younger go-getters are going. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then you also have favoritism. So like you're yes. talking about, this one dude was up their manager's ass, and yep. he's the one that's getting all the whatever. You, I understand that it's corporate America, quote unquote. You got to play the game to a point, but man, at the same time. You, you have to have a level playing field and oh, yeah. that's that's where favoritism's got to go out the door um you know everybody's got to be black and white on the paper and yeah you can't just because she's got two x and we got a y vice versa yeah like there's no reason you shouldn't be treating people the same yeah you know what i'm saying so the biggest argument that you hear from like the conservative side on that um with the pay inequality is uh, a lot of times they bring up people who are either contractors um, like you and I, we're actually, you know, we, we work as a contract yeah. uh, uh, through a third party. And um, and also people like uh, celebrities, A-listers, you know, movie parts. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you compare those especially, I mean, of course, men are always, you know, top billed unless it's something like Ocean's 8, which sucked. I'm sorry. But you know I what heard. I'm getting at? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so... Women are paid less in Hollywood, and that sucks. I think it sucks. I think it's bad because I think a lot of like women actresses are better than men actors. No, oh, there's quite a few. Yeah, I think that a lot of women actresses put out a lot of better movies than men actors. Um, my opinion, but yeah, to to kind of dabble in that field of like knowing that they don't. 
some of them haven't gotten paid as much. And that's crazy. I think it's, like, why. Well, and so part of that is old Hollywood. Yeah. To be honest, you know, I mean, uh, look up, if you ever get bored, um, Wizard of Oz, the main Judy Garland, just Google her and read her story. Like, there were times where she was forced to have an abortion as an actress because they're like if you don't do that you're not getting you know you're not going to get any more parts you're going to be used goods it's like are you freaking kidding me right and I mean they were you know listen doll smoking on a cigar like that they could do that back then because it was you know what are you going to do yeah and but now it seems like that has still carried over from that time period and yes I mean again things are they're starting to level out but at the same time they're contractors they have agents who deal and everything else like that so just like we talked about earlier when you said your generation has the people, you know what I mean? And, and you're doing something, you're, you're, you know, you, you want them to do more. Right. And it, with a, a sizable group like the millennial group, I mean, you've got a lot of power, whether you know you do or not. Oh yeah. And that's the same thing with Hollywood. Take, there has to be women in movies. There has yeah. to be the love interest. There has to be, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. So band together start yeah. you know make a difference i'm and again i'm not saying that all these women in hollywood are being you know pussyfooting around or being wusses or anything but i'm just saying you're so powerful you don't know you've got that power if you all of a sudden strike and you don't do anything and you're demanding equal guess what's going to happen is yeah. change is going to happen it right. might not be perfect not might not be right away but make the change right so i think that with a lot of these little issues that people have issues with it's like okay because a lot of i mean like i said a lot of people have like you said, they bring to light good issues, but mm-hmm. they don't do anything about it. You know, yes. they just talk about it, but don't put anything into motion. Yes. Um, and uh, I, oh my god, I'm telling you, like, like the other day, I was looking through threads on Twitter, and I saw these all, like, so many things that people were talking about. I was like, yes, why hasn't we talked about this? Now I can't remember now because uh, <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of things have happened since then. But um, it's just one of those things. It's like my generation also is a very talk generation mm-hmm. and we're all talk um so it's like we'll bring this stuff to light but that's it surface level stuff and then it's done they don't do anything to change it they don't do anything to capitalize on it or anything like that so it's kind of like okay we need to start doing stuff about it instead of just having opinions and everybody throwing out all these little non-facts and you know nothing that makes sense it's kind of funny with the generational differences because like baby boomers they were doers they were builders that's what they did like that the industrial age quote unquote of america just you know you you worked in a factory you worked in the mine you you built stuff you were carpenters then you get to my generation where we were just so passe we were like yeah all right yeah yeah (laughs) i mean we did what needed to be done kind of went with it yeah you know it's like all right and yeah we get kind of pissed off about things but then we get over it real quick you know and then it shifted to the millennials where it's like we're going to talk about everything who's gonna do it for us yeah and i'm not saying that nobody you know that again because my fiance is a very hard worker but i mean right. is as a generalization as a whole it's like handed everything yes. needs to be handed to us which is stupid yeah i agree with that uh because yes our like that is one of those things it's like okay like our generation comes up with um like i do think how people are very strong on like healthcare, yeah and how it should be either cheaper or free uh I agree. Why not? Most other countries are free healthcare and whatnot. And I don't know. Health is like a very, I'd say it's an important thing in people's well, lives, of course, yeah. you know? So why make it harder for people to pay for it, like to get themselves better? Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of those things I agree on. But like, 
then there's other things. There's other things where, like I feel like our generation wants like everything to be free, and certain things I'm like, yeah, I agree, and then certain things I'm like, what? No, <laughs> like, what's the point of working then if, if that's gonna be free? Right. You know? Yes. Um, you realize like, that there's out of 50 states, 17 of them, it's better off to be living off the system than to have a minimum wage job. See what I'm saying? Right. I I I agree with that 100. Yeah. Because this is the thing. I feel like, I feel like. I feel like uh, <laughs> that. Um, okay, like one of one of my like the things in my generation I've noticed is they're very big on trying to get um, like the cost of living down. Yeah, all for it. Agree. Mm. But then it's like they they this is where they go left field, and it's like they want like areas downtown or like nice areas to be equally cheap, and it's like no 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 no. no, no. That's why that's the luxury. Mm-hmm. It's like my generation is like everybody should fit in and everybody should like like not equal's not the right word because I think like everybody should be equal, but like mm-hmm. it's like everybody should like have the same opportunity. And I think to myself, no. If I'm out there working way harder than Joe Schmo in the corner who's just kind of bumming it, I don't think he deserves the same living rights as I do. I've worked for my stuff, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. A lot of also people like poorer people or less fortunate people will be very like just rude and uh have their own opinions against people with money mm-hmm. but it's like yeah yeah some um, like a lot of people that i've encountered with money are just annoying and have their <laughs> own whatever yeah. a lot of them haven't really had to work to get that money so it's kind of like okay whatever but the people who have worked to get that money like why are you pissed at them for living fair and well off they don't have to give you any of their money they work for that you know what I'm saying it's one of those things like when that fire happened it was like oh like celebrities lost their homes and then oh out in California welfare yes sorry sorry Um, and you know people were like oh well F the celebrities because they had the money to build no it's one it's still a sad thing all their belongings and memories and stuff just got burned right and they worked hard to get that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They didn't just have that thrown at them. I don't know. It's just weird. Like, people in my generation are very just like, if they're not getting it, then it's like they're pissed about it, you know? But they don't want to do anything to get it. So, and this is, again, do you, do you think that uh, participation trophies were a big start of that? Like, what do you mean? So, <laughs> when I was in high school, again, gross generalization, um, that's when all this uh participation trophy thing started happening because kids were playing sports they were trying really hard but their team sucked and they didn't win anything and so to appease them they'd be like oh okay here we'll get you a trophy too and do you know what i mean and it's like, like it's like a like okay so i get it it's like okay if i'm not going to give you something or i'm not going to praise you guys you're going to suck forever because there's no motivation so i get the whole like Trying to build your confidence, but sure. Why am I giving y'all a trophy or a medal for sucking? Y'all just went zero in sixteen. Why am I giving you a trophy? If anything, I'm gonna feel more bad about myself because you gave me a pity trophy. You well, know what I'm saying? Right. And just kind of like what you were talking about there, kind of bringing it up is you know. So you've got these kids who are getting something for not even doing anything, and then you have the kids that played their heart out and worked really hard, and they they got a trophy, and then they're looking at these other kids getting trophies. Like, well, then why do I need to try? Yeah. And I'm not blaming it all on participation trophies, but that's just it, it seems like that trend just started going into everything else. Because, like you said, you know, well, I want it. Okay, what are you gonna do for it? I I just want it. Uh, 
to work for it. Like, yeah, <laughs> go get it. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's one of those things too. It's like, okay, so my generation, my generation just gets on my nerves. Okay, like there's certain things about us that, that's great, and then there's majority of things about us that I'm just like, I don't feel like I belong. Uh, but it's like, okay, so the whole thing with like competition. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, that we have these competitions, but like if. The person who wins, wins, whatever. But it's like, okay, so then everybody else who loses is a big old thing about him. Like, like I don't know how I want to wear this right. Like, people are, like, saying there shouldn't be competition because it's bad for, like, it makes other people feel bad when they lose. Hurts feelings. Yes. And I'm thinking to myself, just because, first of all, you have the whole competition to see if you're the best. That's the, the whole right. gist That's what of competition the, is. Literally, anything. Sporting. Non-sporting events, anything. Competition is competition. So it's like when somebody loses, people lose. They become all sour. And then the world is like, let's cradle. Let's cradle make you feel equal and make you feel not quite a loser. But it's like, what? That is like like in football games. Like the team who loses, we're not over there like holding their hands to the buses and being like, hey, you guys are great. You did a great job. You lost. You suck. Get yep. out. You know what I'm saying? Like, And just because you can't do what I can do, that doesn't mean like, you suck or anything and like all around in general you just can't do what i can do you know but here's the thing i mean again you you learn from your successes but you will learn more from your failures yes and so here's the thing if you wanted to be the best ballet star out in the world right and you just you dance and you dance and you dance and you practice practice and you just aren't getting it that right? is fine i <laughs> that's the thing you're not a horrible person no. you don't suck at life no you just don't have the skill set to dance. And who knows, if you stop doing dancing, you might find something you're fantastic at. And you might like it. Right. It's one of those things that's like, yeah, when when people, it's like when they want to do something, they feel like, like you said, you want to be a ballad dancer, but you suck at dancing, but they still think that the world needs to make some kind of like arrangement for them to be a yes. dancer. No. That is just not right up your alley. Trust me. It's like singers too. Mm-hmm. I want to be a singer. I want to be a singer. Just give me a chance. Give me a chance. If you can't hit a note. For to save your life, you shouldn't be. I'm not gonna let you up on the stage. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things. It's like, yeah, it sucks. I, I'm sorry that I'm hurting your feelings. I have to give you the criticism. That's one of those things too. My generation is weird about it, the criticism. Yes. Yeah. If you critique somebody at all, you offended them, and you're going to hell. Yeah, uh, they're gonna be burned, and you're the worst person in the world. It's yes. just like, do you want me to tell you you're perfect all the time, or? <laughs> What? Like, I, don't, right. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, it's frustrating. And what's funny is a lot of my friends were just like, man, when these millennials get out of high school and they get into college and they get their real job, that's going to be like the real world's going to smack them in the face. They're not going to know what yes. to do. So my friend uh, works at a larger company um, that deals with credit card processing. Huge company. And they started hiring on. You know, the millennials, of course, because they're getting out of college. They're getting into, you know, whatever. And all these kids, sorry, uh, started, you know, complaining. Well, I want a job title. Well, I want this. Well, I want... And they're just, you know... And so my friends and, you know, their age group is just like, they work for it. What did the company do instead? They invented positions. They didn't even change their pay. They just created titles for them. And now they're happy. I'm like, why are you giving in? Because now they're just going to want more and more and more. And again, I'm not, I'm not 
complaining about an entire generation, but it just blows my mind because I'm like, why is the world changing because they want something? Now, I understand, like, healthcare is one thing that we could talk about for hours, especially if my fiancé was here being a nurse. Yes. Very huge opinions. Um, and is it a basic human right? Again, I think so, too, because, yeah. you know, I mean, we're humans. We want to live. We want to be healthy, right? right? And we should find ways to make it cheaper um free might be out the window i know some countries are doing it but then you can look at taxes and that's a whole other podcast but i mean things like that yes you know we can change it but man to know that corporate america is changing for an entire generation instead of vice versa and trying to help them out and realize hey this isn't how the the world works, works and now yeah. it it's starting to be the way the world works i'm like are you crazy it just blows my mind that entire huge companies and i'm I mean, they're on the Fortune 500. They're nationwide company. It, I, I just couldn't believe it. It was just crazy when he told me that. Yeah. And it's also one of those things that's like, okay, so people talk about people like having like, um, I want to say this way too, like working minimum wage jobs or crappy jobs or whatever. Um, yeah. But it's like, y'all, nobody's forcing you to work at any of these jobs. Nobody's forcing you to work at the gas station down the corner. Nobody's forcing you to work at McDonald's. You all are working there like that. You want to be miserable at these jobs every day. You come in there, you get bad service, but what are you doing to go get a better job? Nothing. What are you doing to get out of the poverty or poor area? Nothing. Like, yes, the like going through situations and going through life, me and my mom went through homelessness and gone through that. So, yeah, I get that life sucks and people are sucking Sometimes when you're in those situations, people look at you like poor and bad, so they don't like necessarily help you out. Like my mom, she went through a lot of stuff with losing jobs, so a lot of jobs were kind of like, "No, you're not this. You you're broken. You're this and that." Apartment complex, the same thing. So I get it, but I am living by myself in a nice apartment. She is living by herself. We overcame that because we did something about it. You right. know. People like that, they just want to cry and cry, and they want people to hand them some kind of like, like, get me out of jail card. And it's not, it's not how life works. You have to work to get to success. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Everybody, even people who got like hand me downs, still have to work somewhat to get to stay like mm-hmm. wealthy. You know. So I'm gonna go down a long winding road. I'll try to keep it as straight and narrow as I can. <laughs> so. This might be an unpopular opinion, but 2001, September 11. Yeah. You were six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kindergarten. Yeah. Yay. Yep. Sweet little Jordan. <laughs> um, but when that happened, I don't, because you were six, you may not remember or pay attention or maybe you remembered in history books. God, I'm old. Um, oh, I remember. But they, gas prices the day after. Went from a dollar seventeen a gallon to six dollars a gallon. Yes, I don't remember that. Now, in the state of Ohio, it was Betty Montgomery was. Uh, God, that's horrible. One of the political people. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm horrible. But she actually had to get on TV and say, "If I realize, if I see that anybody is price gouging gasoline, there will be huge, heavy fines. There will be what?" And literally within hours. Went right back down to 117. Here's the thing. From 2001 to about 2005, gas just kept steadily rising and steadily rising and steadily rising. And the reason why was because they realized 
we can charge what we want for this stuff. And as long as we keep going up just little by little, we're not raising any red flags, but we're going to be getting there. Yep. And so the exact same gas, the exact same refineries, the exact same people that we were importing it from, they just kept pricing, Jacking. you know, ragging it up and dragging it up. And when that started happening, of course, all these other companies were like, well, hey, we can start raising our prices, too, because we can blame it on gas, because we have to have all this stuff delivered to us. Yeah. So we're going to raise our prices. And everything just started going up costs, and going yeah. up and going up. Now, I say all that just to kind of get back to this. So what the hell was I going for? Damn it, Jordan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure. So, no, here we go. So minimum wage. Yeah. You have all these people now that are working these minimum wage jobs. Yep. Okay. And they're like... I can't afford my iPhone. I can't afford cable. I can't afford this. I can't listen. Unpopular opinion, possibly. Uh, minimum wage jobs. You're doing minimum work. Yes. I mean, you're not out here building skyscrapers. Right. You know, we're we're serving food. Right. We're you know cleaning areas. We're doing whatever. All right. And that's not to demean anybody doing those jobs. It's just you're doing that type of work. Sure. Okay. So now let me stop you right there. Go. Okay, so somebody, so you, okay, I see what you're saying, but would you say somebody working a minimum wage job is doing less work or not the same amount of, like, type of work that we do at our job? Okay, so as far as uh, if we're comparing work, no. I worked harder when I was doing restaurant management. Right. I did more physical labor, especially. Um, more cleaning, more, you know, grunt work, so to speak, right. than sitting behind a keyboard, clicking, clacking for 10 hours a day. Right. Okay. The difference is education and knowledge. Okay. Okay. So, again, that's why I'm saying I'm not demeaning those jobs. Right, right, Because right, right, here's right. the thing. I went to McDonald's for lunch today. Right. Right? Right. So, I mean, I'm not, like, going in there and being like, ah, you stupid kid, give me my burger. Right. If I was, I'm a jerk because, guess what? Without that kid, I'm not You're getting not my getting burger. burger. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I'm not saying that their job is crap or that they're stupid or that they're uneducated or what, but like you were saying, you know, it's it's a a lower job, I guess, a lesser job because yes, you are you know working the fry machine. That's hard work. It's hot. I'm not trying to say it's not. Right. But when you're talking about skills and right. you're talking about education, that's where things go. You know, whatever. Now I'd said the 9/11 story to kind of say this. A lot of people want the minimum wage raised. I am for it to a point. Right. Inflation has outgrown the minimum wage. It has been steadily rising away from minimum wage. Minimum wage is not getting up there. Here's the problem. Some of it. Um, You have some of these places that want to raise minimum wage to $15 an hour. Right. No. Okay. So, in certain states, I can understand, and here's why. Yeah. Hawaii... (laughs) California, cost of living out there is out freaking rages. Yes, you have to match. And there's no way that you can live on nine dollars an hour. I'm no. sorry, you nope. can't do it. Nope. Hell, what is it now? Eight twenty-five, I think, is minimum wage. Yep. Uh, federal. Now I know when you go state by state, states can raise it, states can you know change it, whatever. I get that, but they don't have to. Nope. Federal says eight twenty-five. If the states want to do something else, that's completely up to them. Right. So we're talking eight nine dollars an hour. Hell, even ten. Right. So raising minimum wage in certain states, I completely understand. And, you know, I can understand the feasibility of it. But when you're talking $15 an hour to sit, to stand there and, and put burgers in a box. I agree. To to clean floors or to what. 
again, not demeaning those jobs, just saying that's almost what we get paid <laughs> right <laughs> with education right and with training and it's like my fiance there there are EMTs she knows and works with there are EMTs that barely make over $15 an hour and right. they are saving lives right. they have gone to school they're literally their lives are your, your life is in their hands right and they're making 15 16 17 dollars an hour and you w- i think it's like all job forces though i think a lot of job right like in job areas should get paid more i don't think that uh minimum wage should be raised to like 15 right yeah, absolutely not i think minimum wage like in ohio could be like between like like ten and eleven, because that's comfortable. I feel like it's not too much. I do feel like certain jobs, like maybe not McDonald's, but certain jobs that you get paid minimum wage, yes. you're doing a good amount of work, and without your kind of service, that place wouldn't be there. Correct. Especially like at restaurants, without those cooks in the back, yeah, burning themselves and doing all that, <laughs> yep. you're not getting your meal. Right. Um. So I do think they should get paid a little bit more. Um. I think that people like nurses and uh like. EMTs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They should get paid way more. Like you said, you're saving somebody's life. You're practicing medicine in a certain sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, certain jobs all should get paid way more than they get. Hell, we should get paid more. <laughs> yeah. But here's the problem with that is you're going to raise minimum wage. Yippee. Everybody's got more money, more expendable, whatever. But when everybody starts getting more money in their pockets, everything else is going to go up too. And sure. if you think that inflation is outrunning, you know, the, the wage mark, wait till you increase it to 12, 15, whatever. Yeah. It's, you think a gallon of milk in Ohio right now is what, two, two fifty, sometimes a little less, but around two bucks. Okay. Yeah. That same gallon of, or a gallon of milk is just going to be out freaking rageous because they're like, oh, they got all this money. So we can again. raise ours. Right. And then it's it's going to be the same, if not worse, depending on how everything goes. Because I think again, that's stupid too, though. No, I agree. Why, why do you have to raise? Like, why does why does like why does the system work like that? Yes, where so people are getting paid more money or whatnot. So we need to just charge them more for everything. That is not <laughs> like no, 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 no. I am. I've earned my money. Yep. Like, it just goes back to like people who have a problem with people who have money. No, I earned it so that. That doesn't mean you got to jack up prices. Also, the reason why I have money is because things are affordable. Yes. So when you make things unaffordable, it's like that's when you get people being in poverty. And that's when you get people like struggling and can't get out of struggle. It's just like the whole like living costs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. These apartments that used to be, you know, five, six hundred dollars back in the day. Oh, just because they've added a little like they painted their cabinets and they've <laughs> they put a ceiling fan in. Yep. They've jo- Cosmetic crap. Yes. They've they've jacked these apartments from you know affordable to outrageous. It's like my one bedroom that I pay for right now is eight forty a month. And what? Yes, yes. Oh yeah, it's gonna be interesting, everybody. <laughs> uh, that'll be the next podcast. Uh, um, but but the thing is, everybody says that to me. But it's like that was the cheap end of apartments. Literally, all the apartments around Reynoldsburg and around New Albany and around whatever their one bedrooms. Nine ninety nine, nine hundred, nine something, not like eight seventy. It was like unless I wanted to live in the hood. Yep. Uh, which I'm not. Uh, <laughs> unless I wanted to live in the in the hood. Oh my gosh. Jimmy Christmas. Uh, unless I did that, I'm I'm paying out of my ass for an apartment. Yeah. And that's one of those things where 
I think it's outrageous. Um, I think it's crazy that I have to pay all this money for no space. Yeah. Uh, nothing really in here is that renovated to where it's like, you know, like yep. I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I should be paying this. I don't know. It's just weird. I think that it's stupid that to get paid more, you got to lose more. You got to like pay more. You know yep. what I'm saying? Uh, that's like my mom is like telling me, um, if I were to ever get promoted, my like taxes and stuff would go crazy out of the roof because I'm getting paid more. I think it's dumb. Yeah. I think that's just crazy because I earned that money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or like when, when everything's like cheap, like, okay. Like when a natural disaster happens or whatever, and it's a holiday mm-hmm. gas prices go crazy high. Like, and I think it's dumb. Why? That's the biggest time. And I know why, because it's like, you know, everybody's traveling, you know, they're going to pay for gas, but it's like, it's don't demand. you think like if gas was cheap all around, you get, everybody would be traveling. You know what I'm saying? Because they can afford gas. Look, yeah. So I, I just filled up uh, my gas tank last week for a dollar fifty two a gallon, which was insane because I, I hadn't seen those prices in so long. I filled up my car for $15. I was yes. so excited. Yes. And that place was hot. Hopping, yes. You Crazy. see, like when gas has been like last week uh, when it was like a dollar forty nine, yeah, dollar fifty. Literally, all gas stations were like they had lines. Slammed, you know? yeah. People couldn't even get to a pump yeah. because it's like when's the last time everybody's seen gas this low? Everybody can travel; they can actually go out and enjoy things because gas is affordable. Um, it's just like activities too. Back in the day, going to certain places, it, it wasn't ex- expensive, and then now you go to these places, and it's like. Whoa! What did you jack these prices up to get into? Like, like even the movie prices. Uh, mm-hmm. It used to be like seven bucks a ticket at any theater. Now it's like thirteen dollars, and a popcorn's like a hundred dollars. <laughs> and it's like hopefully you you emptied your savings for this. Like, yeah, it's so stupid to me. It's just I don't know. It's like how do you expect people to enjoy life? Yep. When you're jacking everything up. To not fit what people are getting paid. So, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's no wonder people are upset and depressed and everything else because you can't even enjoy what you got because... And I've noticed this, too, with people. If you haven't gone through something, you can't relate. Yeah. Um, so, like, with privileged people, mm-hmm. I guess, in a sense. And this is not just, like, with a race or just whatever. Right. In general. They, like, and typically with uh, people with money... If they've had it made for themselves all through life, been comfortable and whatever, they don't get how it is to struggle. They don't understand. They've had a consistent job. They haven't had to worry about not, or they've had like family, like have like big families like that can help with them. So they don't realize how it is for people like like me and my mom. It's just me and my mom. So we went through all of our struggles. We didn't have like her mom and dad to like help us out. Yep. Or we didn't have, we just didn't have those accesses, you know. Yep. So people were like. They always question my mom's choices and this and that. And I'm like, chill. First of all, <laughs> Sonya's is an angel. She had to make a lot of decisions because, yeah. you know. Um, so that's one of those things. When people can't relate to something, they're very oblivious and blind to the situation. Uh, and that's with finances. That's with race. That's with a lot. Like everything. Sure. Um, so I feel like people, like in this generation especially, um, especially my generation, <laughs> like wealthy kids are like oh i don't see a problem with like with uh things being this much or my apartment being this much i'm like that's because you like 
You are not struggling. You have no idea what the value of a dollar is. No, and you have no clue what struggle or hard times are. Right. Like, if you didn't have a job, your mom and dad would help you pay for your apartment probably, you know? And that's what a big issue was growing up in Pickerington was it was a lot of those kids. Mm -hmm. A lot of, like, mommy, daddy money kids. Mm -hmm. So. When I was 16, I actually got a job. Um, at Pizza Hut. That was my very first job. And my dad was furious. I was an only child. I wasn't spoiled, but I did get a lot more than, you know, a lot of other people would. Believe me, if I was spoiled, I'd admit it. But I was, you know, I got my fair share. But anyway, um, my car was given to me. He gave me a gas credit card. I don't want you ever running out of gas. I don't want you worrying about it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the hell am I learning? Right. Like, my gas is paid for. If I ever wanted money for a movie or to hang out with my friends, it was handed to me. I'm like, I am learning nothing. No independence. And I went and got a job, and I thought my dad was going to go through the roof. I give you everything. Blah, blah, blah. Now, I love my dad. My dad was not a jerk. This kind of makes him sound like he was. I loved my dad. He just wanted the best for me. He just wanted right. me to get through high school and not have any worries. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to get through high school, and I'm not going to know what the hell to do. Like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and that's why I took it upon myself and it was it was good for me because I didn't realize. You know what I mean? Like I would go out and I mean I'm like, "Oh wow, shoot. So I got, you know, I got my paycheck. I got $212. What am I going to do with it?" And I start looking, "Wait a minute. So a movie ticket's like $8? Popcorn's like so- Oh my god, that's like a tenth of my paycheck in one yep. movie, you know? And I'm like, yes. "What is going on?" And so I, and I'm not saying that I'm awesome because I did all that, but I'm glad that I did that because there are so many other people that are just like, I'm getting free money. Why would I stop? Why culture would I? Shock. Why would I, yeah. You know? Culture shock. Literally, my, like, people I went to school with, you know, it's like when we're sophomores, you know, you, you, you typically, when you're first car, it should be like a beater car. Sure. Um, Kids in my school were coming up in like, so when I was a sophomore, it was 2012. They were getting coming up in 2012s and 13s. And I'm like, okay, it's weird. And none of them are working. So it's like, I know this is paid for by dad. Of course, yeah. Um, and I same kids, as soon as we graduated high school, are the ones who were like, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. I'm like, hmm, like, welcome to the world. Yep. Your mom and dad can't really help you as much anymore with this and that, you know. Um, like when I was 16, I worked first job, steak and shake. Uh, I was out there being gross and hating my <laughs> life, but I felt great with my own money. Yep. I earned it. I can do whatever. I don't have to have my mom give me money. You know, I was yep. nice. And then it helped me literally get each job. Like, each job that I got, like, helped with the next job getting, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I feel like I was definitely one of those kids that was, like, way more ahead of kids in my class because I went through struggle and I went through yes. being kind of an adult at a young age. So... I don't know. I I watched a lot of them just like, kind of, crash and burn when mm. they graduated, and I'm, I was out there like I am already burning right now. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I am getting actually put out right now. Come on down. Let me show you how it works. Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So real quick, um, we've been talking a long time. We're gonna take a bit of a break. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when we come back, I really want to start into a different uh, thing. Is there any last points you had on anything we were talking about? I think we covered a lot. There. Yeah, we certainly have, yes. Um, so I'm going to take a quick short break. When we get back, we are going to get into a, a little bit of a heavier topic because I really want to get your opinions on something. Okay. All right, sweet. Hang on. Here we go. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Just wanted to let you know you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at T-R-O-U Podcast. 
or visit us at www.therestofuspodcast.com. While on our website, we'd appreciate it if you'd check out our Patreon page. And if you like, give us a donation to help our budding podcast continue to grow. And now, back to the show. And we're back. Hopefully you enjoyed that little uh, break there that we had. Still sitting here with my good buddy Jordan. Hey, everybody. Yep, he's still here. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> so, um, in the very beginning of the podcast, you had mentioned something, and I wanted to touch on it, but we were having such good conversation, I didn't want to stop. Yes. We're going to get into something touchy. Okay. <laughs> Only because this has been something that I see in the media and I see people barking about and everything else and I was just kind of curious especially you know with your background yep and everything I I, I want to know um, when you said that you believe that there is a such thing as white privilege okay yes yep there's a big smile so you are not going to offend me okay okay um, but I would like to know because again like you see all this stuff you know, about white privilege and white people are like, well, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And you got all these black people like, how can you not see it? And so I would like to get a kind of an insider's view, if you will, um, from you. So help me understand when people talk about white privilege. Sure. Uh, help me. Help me what see is it? it? What, what do we think or what do we see? Yeah, sure. So white privilege, I feel like I've seen little examples of like, for instance, um, and job forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a lot of, like, where, like, white like white people are getting promoted more than like black people or like even minorities in general. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, I don't know why. I don't. I th- I feel like it's everybody's in the same amount of whatnot. Um, even for where we work now. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it out loud. No. Uh, if you notice in our where we work, management there is predominantly all white. Yeah. Folk, except for you know, a few select people, and even then, they're not the typical, like, black person that you would think of, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of, like, weird to me. And then I think to myself, have you ever gone to a restaurant in the South? And, um, like, especially in Tennessee, it's, like, a very white restaurant, white servers, everything's kind of, like, whatever. And then, uh, like, black people come in, and the environment kind of changes up a little bit, you know. Uh, people kind of start staring and then looking, and it's kind of weird. And I'm thinking to myself, what's up with that? Um, and like certain places, it's like when you're when you're black, you it's like you get this like treatment of like you're gonna steal or you're gonna get like whatever. And then when you're white, it's like, oh hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of those things. And like this is where I say like with when. Like white people don't experience that. They don't go to places and they don't get like, like people don't like stare at them crazy or they don't tre- start treating them like crazy different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like it's like uh, they're not experiencing what it is like to have that happen to them. Like like for black like, like black people, mm-hmm. so they can't relate. So they kind of are just like I don't see the white privilege. I don't see the white power. Or like for instance, like with, when it comes to law, I feel like the law is more very like. Okay, when a white person has an issue, we're on it, we're there for it. When a black person has an issue, it's probably their fault. Something stupid's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I've seen that happen firsthand where, like I said, cops have been on my ass about certain issues. And I'm like, I'm not even threatening you right now. Like, I'm just here, yeah. you know? And then you got my friend over here who's, you're not harassing, you're not doing anything to her or him or whatever. And it's like one of those things yeah. where I think it's like a white privilege. I think it's like their skin tone is getting them a pass. Um, 
Okay, so you're seeing it more as because you're white, you kind of like people will turn a turn a blind eye to certain things, or they get a, a different. Uh, uh, they're treated differently as, when you're saying privilege. It's more of uh, a treatment. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so just as a kind of a, I can get on board with that part of it on one specific story. And I, I just love this story so much. I really shouldn't cause it's a horrible story, <laughs> but, but when I tell it, you'll understand what I mean. Like you're probably gonna be like, Oh my God, he is racist. No, it's just, it blew my mind. And this was one of the first instances of, uh, white versus black in the South that I experienced and I wasn't even living in the South yet. So we were, my buddies and I, you know, we were in our early mid twenties and my buddy was a state highway patrolman. We don't have state police in Ohio. They're highway patrol. And so he was doing his normal thing, whatever. And there was a car that was speeding, pulled the car over, you know, got behind him, whoop, whoop, um, turn the lights on all that. The car, instead of pulling over to the right side, pulled over to the left in the median diagonally it was a car full of four black guys and pulled over into the median diagonally and all four doors opened up and my buddy immediately started freaking out he's like oh my god they're gonna get out they're gonna do something they're gonna want but they didn't move yeah they just sat there in the car well of course you know because he wasn't sure what was going on he called for backup backup came told him to stay in the car he goes over to the car and I'm going to describe it, but I'll, I'll show you, obviously, because you're in the room. They all had turned out of the car. Their ankles were crossed and their wrists were crossed with their, hand, with their palms facing up, just standing straight ahead. And my buddy was like, what are you doing? And they're like, what do you mean, sir? You know, not even looking at him. He's like, one of you's got to look at me. What the hell's going on? And so finally, when the, you know, it kind of calmed down a little bit, the driver was like, well, sir, you notice we're from Georgia. Of course, he had Georgia plates. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, if a white cop pulls us over and we do this, and if we don't do this, we basically get pulled out of the car. And my buddy was like, what? And he told me this story. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, being growing up in Podunk, Ohio, where everything's surrounded by corn. You know, yes. you know what I mean? You don't, you don't realize that. Yeah. And yeah. that just blew my mind. And I'm like, wow. I mean, if it was four white people being pulled over, it probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Or if they, right. you know what I mean? But. Goodness, sweet gracious, that just blew my mind. So as far as that goes, I can see that. I mean, uh, unfortunately, but I I can see where people can get different treatment in different areas. And I don't know if you remember the story, like kind of the reverse of that was when we were in Orangeburg, South Carolina, and we walked into Applebee's. I don't know if you remember that from my previous thing, but like we were the only white people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're right, like the whole dynamic just changed. And all we did was walk into a restaurant and it was... So, yeah, when you have that cultural difference or whatever come in, it's like, why? Just because yeah. I'm I'm white and just like you experience, you know, I'm black, so what? I'm just, want, you know, my food. Even here's like a good example. Yeah. <clears throat> so say like, okay, you're at a restaurant, your food gets messed up, all right? A white person that complains about it, oh, yeah, 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 sure. No big deal, sure. Black person complains about it, oh, well, you're being belligerent, you're being ignorant. You just want a free meal. Right. <laughs> and that's the part, that's where it comes into play. I'm like, okay. Or like certain crime that happens. Like, mm-hmm. you know, white people do certain, the same thing in black people. Their uh, punishment for them is way less. I think that in my own head, I would be like, okay, that's white privilege, white power. Because it's like, you do it, sometimes it's like the same thing, but to a, a worse extent. And they're getting a lesser sentence or whatnot. Especially when it comes to like a lot of these like rape cases and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I'm just thinking to myself... Um, or even like some of these like domestic violent cases. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, what's the difference? Why are these people getting either like 
scot-free or just, you know, minimum time versus Jamel over there who mm-hmm. got to the same thing but less. Right. And he just got to life, you know. Yeah. That's one of those things where I'm like, okay, there's a little bit of a privilege there of, like, your skin tone, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. um, I do feel like some like certain people, especially when, with, like, the law, they just hate black people. Like, I don't know why. I, you know, I, I feel like when they see, like, somebody of, like, color, I feel like they instantly are thinking, like, crime. Or, like, uh, just start thinking, like, negative things about them, you know? Right. And that's where I'm just, like, you don't think that about white people, though. You don't think about other, like, I don't know, even, like, even, like, not just white people, like, um, like, German people. Like, but their skin tone's white. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. They don't They don't think, like, oh, you're German, you're just about to kill somebody or something you know it's like <laughs> start up the third Reich all yeah, over again <laughs> it's literally like people with skin tone color different differences it it's like people like will treat you differently and it's just like so weird to me uh and then it's weird to me when like when white people are like oh i don't see it and i'm like of course you don't see it that's what i'm saying i'm like you what you wouldn't you know what I'm yeah saying? I, mean, I feel like it's like the white community the white race has been dominant majority of like time you know yeah um so i feel like yeah but like people of that like skin tone and whether you're german russian american wouldn't really see that problem when it comes to like you know how america views you and whatnot yeah um i don't mean to trivialize what you're talking about because i just for someone who uh will just say you know white uh people that may be listening to this and might be like ah well you're full of crap or whatever so I'm a fan of a show that was on called 30 Rock. Okay. I don't know if you ever saw that or not. Okay. Heard of it. Yeah, so there was an episode where this guy uh, who was played by John Hamm, very handsome guy, who got everything he ever asked for, and even if he didn't. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the world was handed to him, and so she was, uh, Tina Fey's character was dating this guy, and she was like, this is disturbing. I don't think he realizes how the real world works. And so whenever they would go out to, like, dinner, they would she would like put up a, a menu in front of his face when he would order and she and they'd be like you know it's like well you know i want chicken nuggets with uh fish sticks and they're like sir we don't serve that here are you kidding me and he's like but every other time i come in here it's never been a problem it's like i don't know what you're talking about I get that you know and but everywhere they went you know it's like well wait why didn't they give me this for free or why didn't they blah 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 and she's like mm-hmm and that could kind of equate to the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like again, I'm not trying to trivialize it because I'm talking about a comedy show, but you, when you're blind to things, right, and you don't you don't understand or you don't experience you're it, bleeding. it is yeah, you know it's yeah. it's difficult. So let me kind of hit on another point on that because a lot of times when people talk about white privilege, they talk about um, opportunity. Okay. So when I say opportunity, you know, we things like in job market, um, housing. Um, things of that nature. Like, have you, have you experienced that? I mean, yes. with your mother being white and yes. you know what, and stuff like that. So like, help me, help me on that one too. <clears throat> okay. So even prime example, her versus me. Yeah. Uh, when she went to go get an apartment, you know, it was very smooth, very clean. Uh, nobody really looked at her like she was, had any issues and she had like more stuff on her stuff than me. Just a white My, lady trying to get a house. Oh yeah. Apartment, whatever. Yeah. I went and it was like a whole big spiel of like this and that and like running my background check and this and trying to see if I was like doing anything shady and I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I've had one apartment you can, or I've had one apartment under my name and you can like call reference them. They'll give me a good reference. Like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, Mm -hmm. even the job, um, I went for an interview at a job 
before I worked at Asina, and the people there were very weird, and I was so much more qualified than this other dude because it was a group interview, mm. and he sucked, and they gave him this, like, like not great feedback because he sucked, but they just gave him <laughs> way more feedback, and I killed it. I know I did and uh, <laughs> they just were very whatever, and he ended up getting the job over myself, and I was like, well, that was weird. I don't know why, because qualification-wise, I had more than him. Mm-hmm. Uh like I said, interview-wise, I did better than him. And overall, I was just a way more better candidate. But they seemed already, like, very weird about... Like, they just seemed weird to me. Mm-hmm. Now, not saying that they were weird to me because I was black or half-black or whatever. But they seemed like that vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, even, like, when getting a car. Like, I went to Lindsay Hodden and I ended up getting a car from them. But, like... Right. At first, they were very just like like I like they assumed that I was gonna have like bad credit mm-hmm. or assumed that I was gonna be like just bad all around, and they kind of seemed surprised when I was just like nice kid who was just coming in to get a car, going through a lot of stuff, and they were I don't know it was just weird, because um, like I said at first when he was they were talking to me it was kind of like yeah you're not getting shit, mm-hmm. and then like once they realized oh okay you're actually getting something, then they changed up their whole demeanor and I was like hmm. Weird. So two things on that. So I worked at uh, Best Buy for a short while, and uh, one of the guys that I was working with, we got hired at the same time, was talking about how this wasn't really what he wanted as a job, but he was just glad that they he got a call back, white guy. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, what's what's going on? And he was like, well, it's my name. And I was like, what in the world does your name have to do with anything? <coughs> Brandon Underwood was his name. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, Underwood is typically an african-american black name and i was like what and i started looking it up to see if his story held water and it's and it true i mean it, really? it, underwood is is typically associated with with you know the black community and, and <clears throat> families and whatnot and i and he was like i almost don't put my last name on there i change it blah, blah blah he's like but then i'm falsifying this and that he's like so i still wouldn't get it and he's like i don't get callbacks just because i was like you gotta be shitting me i didn't realize you know what i mean yeah, like no that's crazy, and I, I never thought about it. The other thing, I sold cars for two months because I was a kid and I was stupid. But I sold cars, <laughs> and like you were talking about, just going by physical appearance and everything, there was a black couple, middle-aged, came in uh, wearing normal, everyday, maybe even a little more you know rattier clothes or whatever, not, not driving the greatest car. Right. And this was a Toyota dealership. And we were all standing out front. It was a warm summer day. And they were like, all right, new kid, go get him. You're not going to, you know, I'm not going to waste my time with this people, blah, 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 this and that. And I was like, whatever. Now, I learned, especially from this, uh, you never judge a book by its cover because walked up to those people. I was talking to them like nothing was nothing, like I would anyway. Right. And so I started talking to them. We're on a test drive. And they're like, well, now that we're off the lot, we can tell you what's going on. I was like, oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of started painting a guy. I'm like, you're going to steal the car and take me to Mexico. Right. And they, <laughs> well, you're going to kill because, me. Because, yeah, because they were acting really kind of shady and kind of different. And I was like, what in the world? And they were like, so we're basically testing you out. And I was like, why? And they're like, because we actually have a crap ton of money. Um, we dress like this so that way we know who's really going to treat us well and this and that. And they're like, we've got cash. And they ended up buying an Avalon, which was the top of the line car at the time. Right, it was like right. $45,000. Paid for it in cash. Right. And I just just smiling the entire time when I was up there. And they're all like, oh. I'm like, yup. Because 
you know, again, who cares? I mean, right. if they're in there for a reason, and you know, whether it's age, sometimes you walk into stores. I don't know, being being younger too, maybe sometimes you walk into places and you're like, ah, this kid's not going to buy anything. Yep. You might have three thousand dollars in your pocket to go yeah. buy a big screen TV. They don't know. Uh, you got all these rich people that are trying to nickel and dime everything off because you know they're like, oh, I'm not buying for that. Right. So yeah, I hate that. But okay, so I, I kind of get that. Like with jobs, I. I completely understand. Yes, you know what you're what you're getting at. Um, I even think it's like a little if you dabble into because I, I can't say I've, I've had this happen to me because I've never gotten whatever. But like when it comes to apartments and like housing, I do think that people like definitely allow like white people over black people to move in because they think that like a black person is going to bring like ghetto and just whatever. I think that for sure, especially in like nicer areas like. When I lived up in New Albany, mm. the apartment complex we lived in was a very whiter, sure, faced place. Yeah, and uh, the black people that I saw were not like, like, they were very like put together, uppy people. So I'm just thinking to myself, like, I feel like y'all, because I've seen, I saw people like in and out and in and out that were a little bit more on the thuggish side, if you want to say. <laughs> uh, but I do feel like they would have gotten turned down because they don't have the look or they don't have a whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like they could be a threat so instead of giving them a chance because they could just be like just how they dress you know uh, or even like with cars I feel like people get turned down right away without like not without people even running their credit and running their stuff I feel like like dealerships sometimes just mishandle and like are like yo no we're not about to even like look your way and help you so you know? to debate that just a hair yes um, not saying you're wrong but I right. kind of want to get a debate on so with housing there are very strict equal opportunity housing laws are in in place right with cars everything is done digitally you are literally a number at that point right now i understand what you're saying like if if you walk onto a car lot people may not help you directly or right right away or might look at it and be like whatever um housing kind of the same thing but i mean once those numbers are run do you do you still feel at that point that even with cars, no, but I do feel like with housing, yes. I feel like with housing, like somebody gotta get approved right away. But you like nobody sees that. Like on our side, we don't see what got approved and what didn't, you know? Yeah. So for all I know, you could tell me I got a disapproved because of this and this and this, but in hindsight, I'm fine all around. And you just told me that because you didn't want to tell me exactly why you got whatever. I'm not gonna question you, I'm gonna be like, okay, on to the next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I think now with cars and stuff. It's more or less like I feel like people just don't want to help me right off the bat because of that. Sure. But once you run my stuff, then all of a sudden you see, yeah, rocking on. But with apartment and stuff, yeah, I, I know, like, yeah, I just, yeah, really. I mean, I've seen like even one of my friends, like they, I know he was cool on mm-hmm. everything, and after his stuff got ran, they kind of came back with, and she was, it was, you could tell just by the way she was like talking to him about, oh, we're sorry that some, some, some came up, and it was kind of like, where did you pull that out of? Like, where did you come up with that? he's fine and I feel like you just made it way harder for him to do it because you think that he's not put together for this kind of place and um, that right there is why I was just like uh so it's more the human element of everything is what you're saying like I mean yeah I guess in a sense I mean they could be treacherous I mean they've got your credit report and everything but they could just be filling you full of whatever yeah. is what you're getting at okay yeah okay I'm not I'm not no, arguing no I'm just saying like I, I that's why I always wondered because again, everybody's a number once you're put in the computer. Hell, right. we're all numbers now. I mean, we're social. You know what I'm saying? Right. But 
No, I, I I see where you're coming from as far as, yeah, you can run the numbers all you want, but is John or Lucy going to tell me what the, the truth, really, what's yeah. actually going on? Yeah, yeah, I got that. And I, I think it's the same with, like, and I, I think we are, like, you already kind of saw that point, like, with the job force. Like, as soon as you walk in there, I feel like certain jobs are like, nope. You just look like you're in trouble. Nope, I'll listen to what, I probably won't even, I'll pretend like I'm listening to what you're saying, but I'm not really listening to what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that it also sucks, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like some white people don't really see that as a thing. You know, I'm like, what? <clears throat> Are you kidding me? Uh, it's almost like sometimes I feel like I want them to be like a fly on the wall in certain situations because yeah. then they at least have an open eye to like what I'm talking about or what other people are talking about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I do think that when it comes to some of those like some of those like issues like that, I do think there's a line between white and black and when you're white you're getting a little bit more of a clear and when you're black you kind of got to go through a little bit more process to get to the clear Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah I don't know like what what do you think on that so uh, I'm I'm gonna be your stereotypical white guy yeah I don't see it that's fair you know I I don't and that's why I wanted to bring that up because I want to get the other viewpoint on that and to see because uh, I've had my fair share of disappointments on vehicles and on apartments and stuff. Now, I'm also fairly naive on a lot of things, especially until probably the last five, ten years. Um, so, I mean, they could have been filling me full of crap, too. I mean, I, I won't say that they weren't, you know, if I didn't get a car or if they were like, well, you're going to have, you know, 3000 down or whatever on a, you know. So the human element, there's really not much that you can do about that. Right. You know what I'm getting at? Um, but I never felt that race was a big deal in anything like that, like with a car or whatever. The only time, I don't even know if I could really. So I say for you that you're, you're like, you probably haven't seen it more because look where you're from. Yeah. You're from Ohio. Right. So say that if you were to say you came from Georgia, yeah, or somewhere down there like Mississippi, I guarantee you'd probably be like, "No, I know what you're talking about a little bit," because <laughs> right? you see, because down there it's more apparent. Oh yeah, it's more like blatantly, "Yo, this is how we think, and this is what it is." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's like that, and, I, and that's why like I feel like oh, it's weird. I feel like black people don't have pe- like problems with people in the north, like. They don't have problems with people around like certain states like Ohio and New York or like PA, anything like that, because it's not like that up in these states. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's very just like normal. It's when you go down south, you start seeing the whole like, oh, you're like, oh my gosh, okay, this is this is how it is a lot of times for black people down there. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. People's demeanors and whatnot is just different down there. Don't know why, but that's how it is. Yeah. Um, no, I do think that like black people take it to an extent of like, like one time, for an instance, me and my mom were at Sprint, um, and this black dude came in there, and his issue was really like something that he could not get help with, but he was like, "Oh, if I was white, y'all would be helping me," and I'm like, "No, that is you just sound dumb." Like, no, like you know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. no. Uh, so I do think that like people over dramatize it, mm-hmm. but I think there's still like an issue there that needs to not be like swept under the rug. No, um, absolutely, but. 
Yeah, it, for people like if you don't see it, I don't know how to like show you. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even like okay, for an instance at work, I was deemed as like, oh, well, you have a bad attitude. You kind of pop off quickly and da da da. One thing in myself. Okay, we had a couple of workers here who were white skin toned, worse than me with their attitudes. Would get really like overworked up. Even some people there now get right. overworked up after calls and whatnot. But they're not getting talked to like they're got this attitude. And I'm like, hmm, that would be my like. That's where I think y'all think you, you like you see this black kid or this like mixed kid. He's got he's like sometimes gets a little bit upset sometimes when, but it's normally when something's really crazy going on in my life. Yeah. And then I get deemed as, oh, you're just problematic and you get you don't know how to handle your anger. Versus, like, there's some workers there who, like, do it after every kind of call or every kind of issue, slightest issue. It's not even, nothing's really going on in their life. And they're just skating by. And that's where I'm like, okay. Like, I'm, I'm at a halt here right yeah. now, you know? Well, we can definitely talk about work after this because, believe me, the stories. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I understand. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. Yes. Even, like, in an instance of, like, even outside of work, like, uh, I'll get upset about something. And right then and there, I'm deemed as, like, a ignorant, belligerent person mm. versus, like, somebody else just got way more outrageous. Um, and they're just, an, I, like, they're just, it was a bad situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, out to eat. Like, back to the whole, like, my order was messed up, their order was messed up. I right. called a scene, and I'm just, like, a bad guy. He calls a scene, and he's just somebody trying to get his food fixed. Right. And that's where it's like, hmm, that sucks. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, we're not going to solve it on this podcast, right. um, clearly. But, I mean, do you have any ideas or any opinions or anything, like, other than what we talked about, just treating people like people? But, I mean, like, where do you think a good starting point on something like that would be like like I told you about the 90s how things kind of started feeling like it was coming together yeah I know that you didn't really personally experience that I'm sure you you know have seen you know whatever stuff but I mean like where do you think it went wrong where do you think that we could do something like how could we get back to that where we were kind of getting back on the tracks I feel like back in like the early to mid 2000s people just started like People are starting to get offended by everything. And that was one of the biggest problems is like, okay, so for an example too, black people, Latin people can say like whatever about any other race, but as soon as a white person says something about their race, even if it's like going along with it or just anything about it, it's like, that's offensive. That's like whatever. No, that's just a statement or an opinion or just a saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all say the same stuff about white people or other races, but like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like if people stop, stop, um, not stereotyping. What's the word? Um, not contradicting, but like, what is it when you like, when you do something and you do it, like you, I'm sorry, when you're against something and then you go ahead and do it yourself or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Like, that's what people need to stop doing. Like, if you're going to bitch about something. Contradictory, is that what you're kind of going yeah, for? Yeah, but I feel like there's another word. Yeah. Because, I, I like, contradicting is the word, but, like, there's, guys, there's something else I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, it's like, if you're going to bitch about something, don't do it. Like, if you're, like, biggest thing I noticed in my generation, it's like, we want to talk about people, but then... It's like, as soon as we're talking about people, it's like bad. Well, it's like, then shut up. You know what I'm saying? Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop 
trying to degrade people. Stop trying to be uh, one thing here. Black people always like to like almost be racism, racist against white people. Uh, stop that. Stop that whole thing. Stop saying that, you know, uh, you can't be racist towards white people. In a sense, I get what you're saying because I get it. But you can definitely be very prejudicial and crappy towards white people. It's a, it's a thing. Um, Being white, I understand uh, to a point, like you were saying, like, you know, I hate it when people say that black people can't be racist. Well, the the definition of racism, whether you like it or not, is disliking or, or you know, hating somebody because of the color of their skin. Correct. That's, that's it. I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's hating someone for their race. And right. that's... So that doesn't mean that, you know, well, blacks, you know, have gone hundreds of years of oppression and this and that. And like you were talking about, even today, you feel that there are times where, you know, you have to climb a, a taller ladder than other people do. That that doesn't all of a sudden mean that you can't be racist. I mean, right. that's the definition of it. Now, I do understand where you're coming from, though, like when you said, you know, that sometimes it's it's easier to see where you're you know, anger, your frustration is coming from compared to, I completely get that. Right. But yeah, that nothing burns me more than, than when people say that I'm like, ah, yes, you can, because you're doing it right now. Yes. (laughs) You would hate it if I was doing this. If I was doing it to you, literally, (laughs) it's one of those things that it makes me want to slap people. And then another big thing is if people, biggest thing in my generation, Oh, again, I just, I'm sorry. Uh, I just said that I'm, I'm not a get part a of my generation. On this next time, just so I can, we might do a video podcast because oh this is priceless. Gosh. Go ahead. My reactions? <laughs> oh, please, no. Because the thing is, like, people want to just like live in the past. Yes. We did not go through slavery. Your parents didn't go through slavery, and probably your grandparents didn't go through slavery. Nor did your parents probably go through like. The like segregation shenanigans, like your grandparents probably did, yeah, cool. And but that was the past, things have not been like that, even close like that. Uh, well, okay, back it up, Jack, because <laughs> I still think that certain like parts in the south that is like that, like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, and that, and when people say like, oh, segregation is not a thing, or that's not a thing, wrong. Um, but to an extent, majority of the times now, none of those things are a thing anymore, right? Uh, black people, y'all have rights out your ass that you didn't have 30 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like times are definitely changed for the better for everybody. Um, so that's one of those things that people need to stop like ripping onto. Oh, well white people did this back in the day. Okay. Well that's back in the day. Like, and not only that, but these white people changed what happened back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like people wanted to hype up Obama so much, but it's like, there was this documentary I watched on Netflix. It was like, um, like black people in like the rural, like the like the hood and the ghetto and whatnot, hated this dude because it's like he didn't do anything for the black community for eight years that he was there. Didn't do anything. He really didn't do much as a president either. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it was one of those things. He was a good guy. He was a nice guy. Um, he was just happened to be. He wasn't really even a fully black guy. He was. <laughs> It, it, no, yeah, like, right. you know? Yeah, I guess. So that. it was one of those things that was just like, you guys are just weird. Like, you guys, like, I don't know. Like, black people, that, one of those things, too, is like, black people really stop thinking, like, if it's not black, it's not right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, I see that. That's one of those things that's really pissed me off over the past year on, on Twitter, on any social media app. It's like, 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 and I get it. 
to an extent of like because like black people haven't been as praised as white people. I will say that too. Sure, okay. Um, but like the whole black excellence things and black this and that and that. I'm just like, if white people were doing that, y'all would be pissed. If if Latin races were doing that, y'all would be pissed. So like, stop doing that because you're trying to say that you're all better than this and that. And biggest thing is, if white people said that, the black community would have a fit. Holy yeah. Yes, and I know you know what I'm talking about. Yep. I know you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, man, it's like one of those things that makes me want to slap them. Like I get it. Like, yes, this was harder for a black person to achieve. Yep. Sure. That's I get it, but like certain things, it's just like no, that's not that hard, not that crazy. Like not only that, but everybody has their own like just like great quality. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I don't know. It's just so weird to me. That is one of the biggest things is like the past and that whole like just praise stuff. Now, see, that's something that I have harped on for years, um, and you know because I'm white, it kind of falls on deaf ears. I think a lot of times um, that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying slavery didn't happen, of course it did. I'm not saying that, you know, the civil rights movement in the sixties didn't happen, of course it did. I'm not saying that we're perfect right now. God no, we're not perfect. But if you compare today to nineteen fifty five America Absolutely. Goodness gracious the difference. And right. I mean we still have leaps and bounds to go. We've we've covered that like fourteen times in this podcast. And I'm not saying that but man, just look at what you've got. Look at what's happened. Compare it to the past to where we are now. Absolutely, because you can't build on things if you don't look at the past. And then look at what worked and keep going on that. And yes. I, but everybody wants to bitch about the past or you know keep bringing it up as an excuse to keep acting the way you are. Get over it. Yes, I mean slavery was atrocious. I am. I don't. Anybody who says they are you know, that slavery was a good thing probably has three teeth in their name, Bubba. Yep. All right, you yep. know what I'm saying, but. And sleep with their sister. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I'm nope. just teasing. Uh, but that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, it, we all know it. So let's move on. Let's keep going. It, it's Times almost have like changed. Yeah, I mean, again, like if if something happened to you in your personal life, right? And or if, if you wronged me, let's just say that. Okay, if you wronged me on something, and you know you've been like, man, I'm sorry, blah blah blah. We rebuilt our friendship. We keep going forward. I mean. It, it's kind of the same situation where, yeah, it happened. Right. Let's move on from it. Let's let's build. Good. Well, I think also because I don't know why that's just made me think of. I think my generation too is like stupid in the sense of like they think like hard decisions should be made, shouldn't be made. Yes. Like okay, for the like people like to bring the past history of like people being like shitty leader, shitty leader, shitty leaders. There we go. Because of. Decisions they made or things that they did, people they killed, whatever. But the thing is, like, then, now, hard decisions have to be made to where we had, like, to get, like, where we had to get to. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, what was it? the biggest thing was uh, there was something about Christopher Columbus uh, being, like, shady dude and all this stuff. Which, I mean, uh, but, (laughs) uh, but he did what he needed to do. And then the, this is, like, what we're at now. You know what I'm saying? Like, No, I got you. Same things that are going on in, like, regular America now. Like, people making hard decisions that do affect people. Like, it's kind of for the bad, whatever. But it's, like, for the greater sense, it's fine. You know what I'm saying? And it goes to the – it's, like, the whole area of, like, well, 
they're catering to these kind of people. Will these people suffer? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Nobody's saying that about those people. They're just not. They're not doing much to get themselves out of that suffering to get to where these people are. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Back to the trickling. Back to the whole like nobody wants to get put in the time and work to get to where they need to be. Yeah, you know, and that's one of those problems I feel like with my generation. So. You, you brought up Obama earlier, and I kind of wanted to touch on that um, just a, a little bit. Maybe I can get your opinion on this, too. So, I, I, I did not support Obama. Well, okay, change that. I did not vote for Obama. I supported Obama because he was our president. Did right. he do everything that I wish he would have? No, yeah. unfortunately. Um, and probably my, my biggest thing that really frustrated me was... He, he got to be president, and I thought to myself, here's a point, here's a time in the country's history that we have elected our first black African-American president, hopefully, because he is the most powerful person in the free nation, we can start building, we can start going forward. What I'm about to say is I am not blaming all of this on Obama. Right. Okay. hear what i'm going to say so the problem is like we touched on it earlier was that if i myself would say that i didn't vote for obama or i didn't care for what obama did i didn't like something that he did or whatever well you're racist right where did that come from right i just didn't like the policy he was trying to put on i didn't well you're racist because you don't like him no right I don't like him because, or I didn't like what he was doing or because of this, or I didn't, and what was kind of frustrating, it was, it was good that he put focus on, um, African-American, like, sports, you know, like, players he would have, and, and different artists, um, wasn't it Beyonce and Jay-Z that played at the White House for crying out loud? Yep. I mean, you know, there were a lot of things that he brought to light, um, you know, with the African-American community, and I loved that, I thought it was great that he was bringing them to more of a forefront. Right. Because like you said, there's a lot of negativity. Right. You know, that you're experiencing in life just because of the color of your skin, something you can't even help. Right. So I loved the fact that he was bringing it to light. The problem I had was kind of like, it's almost like a, like a bad parent turning the other, you know, like looking away from something. This and I'm again. I'm not blaming him because he's the president of the United States. There's 350 million people in this country. You can't tell people how to act. Right. But at the same time, it wasn't a secret that you know people were saying, "Oh, I hate Obama." Oh, you're racist. I feel like there's a way where he could have you know come out in some way and been like, "Listen, just because they don't agree with me, just because it does not mean they're racist." Right. It just means they don't like my policies. They right. don't like my ideas. They don't like my whatever. Get over it. Let's start building a community. It's like literally every single presidential race. Yeah. Everything. Every race before that. You didn't agree with the other candidate. That's why there's two parties. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> right. Well. But all of a sudden, yeah. And and it almost seemed to backfire in a way. And I feel the... And, and I feel that it's a lot of it is because... The majority of people that voted for Obama, um, you know, were like, they they kind of looked at him as their savior, quote unquote. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, hey, right. here we go, blah, 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 whatever he says, whatever he we're does, following. here we go, let's do this. And because these people were acting this way, and believe me, it's on Facebook and Twitter and all the freaking media, 
it's not like he didn't know about it, and it's not like he couldn't have said anything. Now, I'm when I'm bringing up this example, I'm not saying that John McCain is a god. I didn't really like John McCain at all. But during his uh, concession speech, it was live. There was thousands of people out there, you know, whatever. And when he was giving his confession, concession speech, he said a couple things, you know, like, you know, Obama was a great, you know, contender and blah, blah, blah. And he's, you know, but this, and the crowd started booing their own candidate. And he put his hands up and was just like, no, no. And that's what I was kind of really hoping would happen when you know what i'm saying yeah like and i'm not saying that mccain was right and he was wrong but i'm just saying when you're using those two examples it's like he was telling his own you know people that were following him no listen we need to get you know we need to unify we need to this and that and i just wish he would have come out and done something similar now i don't know maybe that was his whole plan i don't know maybe he wanted to right (laughs) i don't think so I mean, I, I would hate to think that a person we put in office to run this country for eight years had the, you know, the thought of, hey, let's divide this country even more right. to do something. I, it's politics. God only knows what, like, what he was going. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, but here's kind of the flip side on that. When you look at the last uh, presidential election, if you really want to look at it, uh, was <laughs> Hillary. It's been two years. Right. And Hillary is still out here talking about resist. You have to resist what's going on. And every freaking Prius that I see driving by me has a hashtag resist. How is this helping? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying to ditch your beliefs and be like, everybody's going to be pro-Trump. Hell, I don't even know if I'm pro-Trump. Right. But how is that helping? We're already divided. It's gotten worse. It's getting worse. How is that helping? Right. And this isn't even race that we're talking about. We're talking political lines right. at this point. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, now, used to, it was, yeah, I'm Democrat. Yeah, I'm Republican. Well, you do this and that, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you guys want this. And you'd be like, arr, arr. all right, well, let's go get a burger. Now, it's, well, I'm a liberal. Well, I'm, you know, conservative. What? You're a piece of crap. Well, yeah, well, you're a racist, and you're blah, blah, blah. And you don't love America. And I, I think one of the biggest things, the sort of problems... Was a whole Obama race, you know that whole his first run, uh, caused a lot of just shake up with the whole country because he was a black man running. That's where it all started. I feel like because before that, I mean, people had their differences, whatever, but like it was not a serious thing. Literally, when he became in office, it like shook up so many people, and then after he was done, the second term, you know, he, the two candidates that we were even, um. Like, that was another big thing. It was like, well, if you didn't go for Hillary, you were sexist. Sexist, and, yes. You know, it's just a, a bunch of things. You hated the gays. You hated everything not Trump. And then um, it's like, well, if you were a Trump supporter, you just are a shitty person. Yep. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, I know a lot of Trump supporters who are, like, still cool people. You know what I'm saying? Like, Trump has a lot of good views that he wants for the for America. Uh he has a lot of bad views too. Um but I think the I think the divide is with America with on the Trump thing is he's just a hateful person to me. He just he's just been nothing but like just like ignorant and just like just has this demeanor of like I am just a rich man and I know I can say and do whatever I want and get away with with, with it. Um and the fact that America so like 
yes, that's my guy. And he's just a very, he's just not a nice person to me. And I feel like most presents that we've had have been like at least surface level nice. Um, and that's the part that's kind of like, whoa. And that's why people are like, well, you're a Trump supporter, so you support hate or you support his like just how he is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one of our problems too is y'all got to stop thinking that way because everybody can think what he like what his actual intentions are. That's why why people are backing up. Not him as a person. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I mean, that's... So, when I said earlier, and I, and I had to back up when I said that I didn't support Obama, I was like, no, I didn't vote for Obama. I supported Obama. Right. Not supporting the president is like putting a drunk captain behind the wheel of a ship and wanting him to crash into the coastline. Right. So, you don't have to agree... With everything they do or anything they say or whatever. I mean, for first of all, you know, of course not. It, but at the same time, why would you want to watch your president fail? Yeah. Whether it was Obama, whether it was Trump, whether it was W. It doesn't. Why would you want them to fail? Why would you want this? Is these people are running our country? <laughs> now what? Okay. Now in your eyes, or yeah. let me ask you this: Why would I support somebody who's not for me? Okay, so I think that's why a lot of like a lot of people are like that why they don't support him because okay. he's not for them. You know what I'm saying? So um let's do this. So uh let's take for instance the troops. Okay, uh and I'll get don't worry, I'm getting there. Yeah. So when people say they uh you know, like I support the troops, to me that's like a no sh- you know what I mean? Yeah. Of course I'm going to support the troops. They're out there fighting, and they're doing for all this stuff our, yeah. for our safety, for our sa- uh, freedom, for all that. Now, here's where it gets murky, though. You you need to support... Uh, all right, this is going to be fun. Thanks for asking me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to do something that you don't like. They're going to say things. First of all, the people that are in shock and awe that voted for Trump that are like, I can't believe he said these things, and I can't believe he's acting this way. You watched him on TV, in movies, and everything else act this way for 40-some years. Don't act like this is a surprise. Right. Now, who, I mean, I think after Obama, because he was a very laid-back, very charismatic person, and like you said, that in your opinion, you felt that he didn't really do a whole lot in the eight years he was here. I think that was the draw of Trump, was because right or wrong... He was putting his fist on the table right. and was like, this is where we're going. Right. And it was nice to see that drive. Right. And I support that drive. Correct. I don't support some of the decisions he's making. Right. <laughs> right. And, and But we as American people can voice that opinion. And that's what I mean. So, like, such as um, what two, Obama wanted two things out of his presidency. Uh, Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. Yep. And gun control. Right. Those were the two biggest things on his docket. He had eight years. That's what he wanted to do. He barely got Obama um, care, you know, passed through. Um, gun control. Didn't do really much. Yeah, right. And if gun anything. control, we're America. We're not yeah. getting rid of our guns. No. Uh, from our cold, dead hands. Um, no. So, whether you like it or not, we can get on that story later. But I still supported, like, the things that he was, you know, trying to do. Now, the things that you don't, this is what you do. You get a hold of your congressman. You get a hold of your senator. You get a hold of, you know, what I'm saying, your representative. You tell them, no, 
This is not what I want. Okay, right. this is not what I agree with. They take that to Capitol Hill and they they discuss it. They talk about it. They say this is you know my constituency is this. My now that's how it works in a textbook. Right, it's the way it should work. <laughs> we all know that money is going under tables left and right. Right, you know. Um, but that's what I mean. So people people's voices people think that their voice is only heard on elections. That's not the truth. If there's enough people that get to their Congress people, that get to their senators, to get their that's where change can happen. Right. And I don't think people realize that as much as they should because just because you voted in November doesn't mean that's where it ends and you gotta wait another year. Right. Get on it. That you put these people It'd be like, okay, it'd be like if I got you a job somewhere, right? And I'm your boss, and I was like, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to make fries. This is how you make fries. Here you go. And you don't hear from me for a year. Are you kidding me? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it or you, you know, you don't come to me and say anything, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm the boss of the year. I can do what I want. And you could be like, dude, I don't know how to do this job. What are you talking about? And right. I'm just like, I don't know that. You don't know that. you got to stay in constant communication so that way people know what's going on. Right. Yeah, there's money. Yeah, there's this and that. I get it. But if, again, what what people and the government already knows, that it's $350 million against a couple thousand. Right. They're supposed to work for us. Right. They don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's half the reason why, you know, like gun control has been such a big thing um, and why other things, because they realize that, Three hundred fifty million against a couple thousand, we're going to win. Yeah, but we are taught and brain, you know, controlled into thinking that what we say doesn't matter as much as right. we think. Right. And I have said over and over, there's another Boston Tea Party is going to happen sometime soon. I really thought it was going to happen during Obama. I really thought there was enough people that were going to be like, ah, and then Trump came around. And I was like, now it's definitely happening. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think if Trump gets a second term, something's going to happen some way or another, but you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I think the American people are tired of it. And eventually, uh, I don't know if you saw on Facebook, but there was a bit of a riot in I, France. I don't remember which city it was in France, but they kept raising taxes and raising taxes and raising taxes. Did not see that. No. Okay. I didn't. So, They've been raising taxes on these French people for years. And they're like, listen, you are taxing us to death. We cannot keep giving this money. We have nothing to live on. We can't. And they passed another tax and snapped French people everywhere. Rioting, going against the cops, going up to, you know, different government agencies doing. And I'm like, go French people. Yeah. For once, you're not asking us to fight your your battles. Yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a joke. But. But seriously, like, that's it. Like, when the people revolt, oh, my God. Now, I'm not saying to revolt, right? all you 12 people listening to this. Right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you have more power than you think you do. And 100%. if you Right. If you get your voice out there, it's not just one day a year. Get it out there, that's man. What I was, that's what I was saying. I was, like, when we were talking about it earlier, my generation, we're all talk, but we don't really go do anything to change the situation, you know, uh, because a lot of people, like a lot of people that I know, uh, when this past election went down, um, I didn't vote because I didn't think it was going to really matter. No, like <laughs> you know how close a lot of those votes were. Um, because not saying she was better. No, no, but, but um, it just it's just one of those things. If you really felt so strongly about 
not having him in there, you should have gone something like gone and done something about it. Um, it's one of those things like, eh, we might even see him get impeached here soon with this whole shutdown thing. Uh, just kidding, everybody. <laughs> um, but it's just like with him, it's just so. I don't know. It's just so. It's like night and day to me. It's like for a white person, <laughs> I feel like he's great for you guys. You know what I'm saying? He's not. He's not really. He doesn't really say anything hateful. Kind of for y'all, great. But for people of like my descent or uh, Latin descent or whatever, yeah, you go, you're gonna kind of skate on, especially like Latin descent there for a minute with the whole like border shut down and this and that, and it was just like a time that was a mess when he first went into office, and then his whole like look up, like outlook on the wall build. It's just one of those things. It's like yeah, I don't know how I'm supporting somebody who's like saying all these really bad things about people of my skin color you know or like i don't know there's a lot of comments he's made so let's let's do this so what what is it that he has said help me so so with a lot of his like interviews back when he was especially when he was going like when they were running or whatever Mm -hmm. uh the way he was saying like the blacks and like you know what I'm saying? It's like what had a bit of a derogatory, yeah, uh, like blacks slanted uh, blacks, yeah, and, like and it was like the way he said it was like yeah. you know, um, he would give a lot of like the like a lot of scenarios with like Latin people and whatnot, and it's like yo yo these people have like probably helped build your tower, uh, they're probably residents at your tower. Um, it's just weird. Like he just made a lot of the those like weird like below the belt comments of like oh I don't know what you mean by that, or even the when he was making comments about like the. People with like mental issues when he was like mocking them on in some of his interviews. It's like y'all really want that's what you guys want for your president. Somebody's mocking like don't y'all, especially I there was a parent I who knew had the kid of Down syndrome. And she was like a big Trump supporter, and I was just like, dude, he's mocking like people with like like disabilities, uh, women right here. He is like I personally don't understand how if you were a woman how you were voting for him. I just don't get it. He was sexist. He made many remarks, especially going against Hillary, many remarks about just women not being equal and whatnot and him thinking that they were just pieces of ass pretty much. Um, so I don't know how, as a woman, you could vote for him. But uh, but it's not like I think you're stupid or anything. I just, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things. I just feel like you, like a lot of people voted for a hateful man who was blatantly hateful on TV and, and interviews and literally was just, I don't know, blatantly obvious that he was just didn't care. And he, I feel like he preyed on that. He knew that people would not care. And that's how he got in there by being so like, eh, you know? Uh, and that's like, people are like, well, we do that on a regular basis. I get it. But that's a president of the United States. Who's talking to other countries and whatnot. You know, the whole, what was it, the whole, his whole, banter with North Korea it's like you are like taunting them like you're a child like you're making threats against them like that's terrible you should not be doing that as a president you know so taunting North Korea no um, I think much like 90% of what he does I think his heart is in the right place I think his brain is not connected to his mouth right do you know what I mean right um, I mean I during that whole thing, I, I was reminded of, again, because I'm old, um, Reagan standing up and, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. And that was the way to do it, you know? 
just do it. It wasn't a threat. He didn't say, do it or I'm going to bomb the crap out of you. Right. It was, tear it down. Right. I'm Ronald freaking Reagan. Right. Just do it. And But with this guy, oh, you think you're going to bomb me? Go ahead. I like what I'm going to do. Oh, shut up. You're doing this wrong. So, like, again, I get what he was trying to do. Right. He's just he's like a drunk monkey in a candy store. He wants right. <laughs> he wants to get right. all the money or all the all the candy, but instead he just knocks over the gumball machine. Right. I, so I I understand because they want people like I have the power. I'm going to make you all know that I have the power and just throw out all these threats and just like be like I'm the big big boss. But I'm not really going to do much. Really, I'm just going to sit here and just hope you guys don't do anything about it. You know. Also, it's like one of those things. that's like when all those like rallies were going on. You're the president of the United States, and you're just pretty much allowing this to go down. And and like our like my eyes, that's how I viewed that whole Charleston issue. That whole, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just thinking to myself, if I feel like if any other president was in office, they would not be cool with that. Like these people are walking through cities with weapons, uh, shouting racial slurs and being just belligerent, causing a scene that's like something that you can't get arrested for. Mm-hmm. Big, a lot of white people, biggest counter is, well, freedom of speech. No. When you are out and being like a disturbance to the public, which this is what they were doing, that's against the law. And for nothing to be really done about that and not really be blown up as like, this is a big issue. This is a, like the KKK are walking around the city pretty much. That's where it was kind of like, mm, you don't, you rub a bad taste in my mouth because you're not for my kind of people, like half of my people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. To be fair. Yes. Um, he did make comments about how it shouldn't be going on. However. I think they were forced. It. I mean, I can see where people could see it was forced. Right. I can see where people could say it's just window dressing. Right. He's saying it because he has to say it. And it was so much later after the fact. But here's the thing. I hate the KKK. Right. Clearly. I mean, it is a hate group. There is no reason for it to exist, period. Not even in the past. Right. No. Here's the shitty part of it. It's the United States of freaking America, and we have First Amendment rights. Right. Freedom of speech. Correct. It sucks. Right. Okay. I, I don't like it. I hate it. But at the same time, the same freedom that is granted to them is also granted to me. My question, though. Yeah? If rules were reversed, right, would you be saying the same thing? As in, like, if you say, like, say rules were reversed in America and, like, white people were the black people, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And say that, what is it, the Black Panther group? Yeah. Was, like, the KKK and they're, Mm -hmm. basically, your life is just, like, black people's lives. Right. Do you think you'd have the same opinion on what you're saying right now about that whole group and that whole like oh they're a group and they get their rights if it was affecting your life do you think that you would think the same thing if it was affecting my life yes i would think the same thing however okay. i would take more action right okay right now right. that doesn't mean that i would go out and shoot right right right, of, right, right, you know, right right but i'm i'm just saying i that's how i mean that is how i believe that is how i've always believed it's not something that's been ingrained in my brain from childhood from my parents or anything else like that no that is how I've always believed. Um, I love our Constitution, um, and I love the freedoms that are given therein. But again, well, I mean, you can say it now. I mean, yeah, you know, by your example, you know, the whites are whatever. Supreme. Supreme. So you know what I'm getting no, at. yeah. But, um, 
But hell, if there was a Black Panther rally that came to Columbus and, you know, was wrestling up all this, you know, hate about, you know, whites and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, believe me, I would I would make I would make some noise. Right, right, right. Um, so, I mean, it's it's something that could happen now, unfortunately, because it was the KKK in the South. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, it's going to get more more press. Right. Um, but no, that's that's that would be my answer. I would definitely be more more vocal. I would definitely do something. Yes, it sucks. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. I you can't you can't give freedom of speech to everybody but right it's it's a shitty loophole right. i'm not even going to try to defend it right but if you're going to grant a freedom to one you have to grant it all. to all and i've always thought that that whole like that whole freedom of speech issue i feel like that should like this is my opinion should have its own like there should be stipulations to it because i just feel like you should not be able to say whatever like as in like people like that you shouldn't be able to say that stuff and stuff like that you shouldn't be able to uh uh like serious things like that you just shouldn't be able to say you know what i'm saying that's why i feel like there should be like a little like maybe it shouldn't be called freedom of speech maybe it should be called something else uh <laughs> like freedom of speech with the exception of you know okay so maybe i'll maybe i'll help on this or maybe i'll open some eyes um I understand what you're going for. Okay, right. I get it. Um, there's actually a, a congressman that's getting in a little bit of hot water because he was talking about how uh, freedom of speech should not be something that we have. And it's like, whoa. Here's here's where I think people get, I don't want to say confused, but maybe don't fully understand or, or don't fully grasp. You have freedom of speech. You can go and you can say whatever you want to say. Right. There's going to be repercussions. Right. Okay. I mean, I could I could go out right now and just start screaming racial epithets in the middle of downtown Columbus. Right. And get the shit kicked out of me. Right. Or, or worse. Right. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Um, it, it, I understand that it is a... a protected right, okay, that you can say what you want. And again, it's one of those possibly antiquated things because freedom of speech and of the press when it was written was more along the lines of I can say what I want about the king leader which ended up been you know ended up being president um you know of of anything with congress of anything whatever and not get in trouble because right. in those days if you spoke against the government you were killed. Right. You had to be like, yay, go Kingy. You yeah. know, like, and, and so I understand where that was coming from in the original, you know, sense of it. And that's just part of it. That's not the only reason, you know, but, but I'm, you, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. When you make laws, when you make rules, when you make declarations, it, it's, it is difficult to try to foresee 250 years in the future. It's right. hard to, make something basic yet. Right. Okay. I completely understand where you're coming from. I would be pissed. Yeah. If I were you. But right. I'm not even going to pretend to be like, ah, nah, Blank Panthers, they do whatever they want. They're cute. No. Right. right. No. If someone was, I would be like, whoa, you have every right to say what you're saying. <laughs> Don't do it in my city. Right. And I feel like it's a thing of like, okay, they like to throw the whole freedom of speech. But like I said, it's like one of those things that's like, you cannot cause a public disturbance that's against the law to do that. Like, you get 
arrested when you're like when you're making a what is it a disturbance in the public or a disturbance disturbance in- peace that's one of those things so it's like you're running a fine line of like trying to protect these people's because i feel like one of those things too uh if other races minorities were doing that it would have been a way it would have been handled differently it would have been handled more seriously i feel like he would have something more to say about it and would have nipped it in the bud quick but it was kind of just kind of like well yeah this is a bad thing i have to say to that thing because mm, but they have their rights and it's just kind of like uh yeah but they were like out there like really like causing a scene like with weapons and beating people's asses so like it's one of those things that like uh it's weird to me that people are just kind of like, oh, yeah, he's not a problem. Um, just like I think with over the past year and a half, there's been a lot of these whole like hate crimes, uh, like hate shootings and hate like just crimes, bl- like blatantly obviously crimes. Like, you know, you had that whole church shooting with the like that what was in Memphis or something or Chattanooga. And I was in Charleston. Char- yeah. I was there for that. Are you talking about the, the white guy that walked into the black church, church and, and shot, shot him up? Yeah. Yeah. And then you had, you know, the white dude who just shot up the synagogue, uh, up in Pennsylvania, I think. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Uh, and it's just kind of like where he hasn't made very big, like, this is a problem, America. We need to change this. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of just been like, yeah, this is bad. We should stop this. It's not like anything like let's grab it. And let's nip it in the bud here. It's that's why I'm like, you are not like America is going through an issue right now, and you're not addressing that issue. You're you're just addressing like the, the financial and other areas, which is good and important. But you, your country is like going through this thing, and you're not really. I don't know. I think people like people don't think that's that big of a deal, and it's like whatever else he's doing is like great, and it's like sure, but like this is a huge deal. If you say he's doing all this, this like all this great things for the country, but there's no country to like, you know what I'm saying? No, I get like it. everybody's like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. So, take that. Okay. That almost mirrors exactly kind of what I was saying about Obama. Okay. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, I agree, though. No, I exactly. So, I've experienced what you're talking about. You've experienced what I'm talking about. Right. So, that's where anybody who's listening needs to kind of give us ideas right <laughs> it's almost like <sighs> something's got to happen something's yes. got to give and I, it blows my mind that uh, you know racial tensions are actually higher than they were a couple of you know a couple decades ago and right. we're seeming to move backwards and yes. but it has been and that's here's the thing so we talked about political sides um you know liberals african-americans want to blame trump Right. Whites, conservatives want to blame Obama. Well, stop blaming. Right. Let's just stop blaming. Right. Let's start figuring out the issue and let's start actually solving it. Because everybody's responsible. Because Right. It, it starts with everybody. Yeah. And you can blame TV. You can blame music. You can blame whatever. It doesn't matter. You, you can watch as many movies as you... I play some of the bloodiest video games I've ever played in my life. I would I'd not just go out and start shooting prostitutes. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, I don't feel like I want to just rob everybody. Right, right. You know? So just be to be, who was it that said it? Be the change you want to see. Yeah, yes. And like, like what you were asking about too, like how do we change? Biggest thing too, stop influencing like the younger children. Of like what y'all's beliefs are. Because if you notice, kids don't see color. They don't see... Nope. They see just you as a person. If you're cool, you're cool. 
if you're not, you're not. But what I started to see over the past couple of years is like parents trying to influence their kids of like, you need to think like this, you need to be on this thought process and this is how you need to be. And if that person is thinking that, you need to not associate with them and whatever. Stop that. Stop all that shit right there. Because literally like my best friends, we don't see eye to eye on like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people I've met, I don't really see a, a, like eye to eye on some of their things. I'm open to what they're saying, but I don't agree. Right. Uh, but I like you still. I love you still. You know what I'm saying? How hard that's, a concept is that? No, right. That's what makes that's what makes conversation and topic interesting is because we don't agree or we don't see eye to eye on things. And it's not to say that like you can't change my mindset or you can't change like that's one of those other things too is like people nowadays think like their thoughts and their things is it. Right. They can't change or conform to anything else. And it's just like, yeah, no. <laughs> Like, how do you, how do you, like, that's one of my, that's how I've, like, if anything, progressed from being down and out to being where I'm at now. Because I'm, I'm able to, like, open up my mind and, like, take other people's, like, thoughts and be like, okay, I see that. I, I see, like, why they're doing that. That makes way more sense than what I'm doing. Uh, obviously, I'm, what I'm doing is not getting me anywhere anyways. I don't know. People just need to get out of their head of thinking that they're always right. Uh, Life and, begins at the end of your comfort zone. Right? Yes. So if somebody gets, in, not even in your face, but if somebody has a different opinion than you, why not learn from it? This conversation has been going on for two and a half hours. Can you believe that? Isn't that sick? <laughs> I'm a talker, guys. And in that conversation, yeah, I totally blame him. Um, but in that conversation, I have now seen the world, certain aspects of it, through your eyes. And I hope that there may be things that you may have seen through my eyes or 100%. understood you know what i mean like yeah. from a different viewpoint does that did that change you as a person it might change the way you think about a couple of things right off you know what i mean you want, might not have a knee-jerk reaction or you might not you might be able to see things again from a different perspective i'm not changing you as a person right i'm not telling you you're bad just like you're right. not telling me i'm bad right but helping to understand things like let's just take the the white privilege we talked about earlier when you were talking about, um, you know, how things you, you feel that people treat white people differently just because of whatever. That's something I'm going to be more aware of. No, I'm not going to be looking at every time I see a black person like, all right, so how are they being treated? <laughs> let's, let's hide behind this bush and take some pictures and see. No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're like, not about to cater and kiss their ass, but yeah. you're going to just, but at the same time, if I'm in a situation where, you know, I feel that, you know, like I, I might be treated differently next to, you know, but the, different than the guy next to me. And I might be like, what the hell? And then maybe I can enlighten that person and be like, right. whoa, bro, just because he's got a bigger tan than I do doesn't mean nothing. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, and that's the whole point of what I'm hoping to do is to say that you and I are on different sides on different things. Right. We're still hanging out. Just kidding, guys. After this podcast, I'm like leaving and never talking to Jason again. <laughs> Jokes on him on calling the cops. Oh, <laughs> that is true. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, but biggest no. thing I like to say to people too, whenever I talk about, the, especially like to white people, if it were happening to you or your child, how would you feel? Yes, they get quiet and then they ponder on that thought because it's kind of like, hmm, how would I feel if somebody was being blatantly crazy to my kid for no reason? Yeah. So then it's like, then it's like, well, shit. 
people are doing that to people, okay. It's kind of like one of those things. It's like when it, whenever you internally ask people to like internally think about something that would have happened to them or their loved one, mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh, that's when you get a reaction or that's when you get like a, a thought from yeah. somebody because it's kind of like, oh, shit. Now I'm trying to like take all these issues and put them on me and my family. Yeah, I'd have a problem. Now I can start thinking about what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know? Or it's like uh, now, okay, let me rethink when I say certain things to people because – that's somebody's daughter, that's somebody's mom, that's somebody's son, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's like like going to the back of the whole thing. When you can't relate to something, you can't see it. So that's why you got to give people like scenarios sometimes and be like, hey, now think about it if in your shoes. If you were in going through that and getting like this happening to you all the time, mm-hmm. how would you feel or to your loved one? And then they're just kind of like, mm, I don't know. Well, it's like Facebook because I'm old. I still do Facebook. Um, so... You know, you you have people that put their opinions out there, and instead of asking questions, instead of you know, well, why do you feel that way, or you know, like why would you, why would you say this when, why would you say X when Y is happening? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead, it's well, you're an idiot. Well, you're blah blah yes. blah. Well, you're stupid. And then the other person's like, well, if you don't believe this, then you're stupid too. Then what? Why? Just why can't we learn from different opinions? It doesn't mean that your opinion has to change. Right. It doesn't mean that you have to be. I have a friend of mine that I've been friends with for God, probably fifteen years or longer. Right. He is so left wing. He's almost writer again. Like he's just, you know what I'm getting at. And we, yet yeah, we still talk. Not as much as we did because of other situations, but we still talk. We're still friends. We still, you know, hang out when we can. And we just know certain subjects to avoid. Not that we can't talk about them, but he is very influenced by the media, okay? Yeah. And that's why, like, I can't have an open conversation about anything because the minute I try to talk about something meaningful, then all of a sudden it's, well, what about this and this and this and this? I'm not talking about those six things. I'm talking about this right now. Right. Let's have a conversation. And then I try to talk about it, and all of a sudden it's, you know, well, you're an idiot, blah, 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 and it, it sucks. We're still friends, though. Right. <laughs> we we can still hang out. We still get together every summer, you know, and, and do a big party. We st- But you, just because you look at somebody on your Facebook feed, and they're saying, I'm pro-Hillary, and I'm pro-Trump, well, crap, now we can't be friends anymore. Stupid. Why? It's like people think, like, like... People think that other people's opinions are gonna is gonna affect their lives. Yes. No. You're still it's you. an opinion. Right. Look up the definition of an opinion. Like it's just what somebody's thinking, but it doesn't mean it's gonna change your life. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to do whatever they are thinking. You know, it's just what they would do or what they would think. Um, it's just like it's so weird. It's like, you know, people or people ask for people's opinion and then they give and it's like, Well, you didn't give me the right one, so now you're <laughs> A horrible right? person who's going to hell. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, why'd you ask? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I'm not a bullshitter. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what I think. How I feel. I'm going right. to tell you my opinion. Right. Um, it's one of those things, too. It's like um, when you post your opinion out there and then people comment, did I ask? That's another Did I ask for y'all's opinion? Because, right. no. Like, if this is something that offends you, just look the other way. Look the other way. How hard is it? That's with a lot of things. Do you know how many times a day, again, being a, you know, white, straight, Christian, conservative-ish male, how many things a day that are out there that can and sometimes do offend me? And do you see me getting on my Facebook, ah, I saw this billboard, no, no. I don't. You just turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek and live your life. Yeah. Shut up. 
Now, I mean, to be fair, if you're putting stuff out on Facebook, you're putting it out on public, you're going to be opening yourself to public ridicule. But at the same time, you should still be able to say something and right. not have 40 people jump down your throat about it. Right. And then another thing is that like, people just have like a weird, a hard time with a line. There's like a line with everything. Like... There's certain things, there's certain opinions that whatever, whatever. And there's certain ones that are just outlandish that, of course, you're going to comment on. That's fine <laughs> that you commented on because that's, like, a really threatening opinion or whatever. It's, like, people don't know where to draw the line of things, like, especially when it comes to, people, like, things offending you. Mm-hmm. It's, like, certain things, sure, but there's, like, a line. Like, because y'all be saying the same thing. Like, people will say the same thing about other people. And then as soon as they get it turned back around on them, it's, like... Oh my god, that's a thing. No, there's a line, man. Like, or things that you that people comment on. Uh, you, like everybody would comment. Like, okay, like certain people uh, with the whole like Kevin Hart thing. Yeah. Uh, it's like all oh, y'all probably said something very similar to this, if not currently now, back in that time frame. Mm. But it it's that's where I say there's a line that needs to be drawn like so refresh our listeners talking about Kevin Hart like what was it that he said or what was done uh, what did he do he made like that he made like some kind of like gay comment used the F-bomb about a gay person back in like early 2000s so now he can't host the Oscars because he wouldn't apologize Uh, which I I agree with why would I apologize for when that happened like 10 plus years ago and I'm not anything like that anymore I was gonna say I'm a different person man completely different person I would certainly hope I'm not the same person I was 10-12 years ago no so it's like and that's where America is like annoying it's like come (laughs) on now like if he was if you found that out 10 years ago and he was still doing it today definitely go for it but he's different yep it's like uh, it's like I don't know if you heard you probably haven't because he was like really just big on Twitter there was this dude his name was Brother Nature um, he started becoming really big because he was like a mixed dude who was just really good with animals. Almost mm. kind of like, almost kind of like our generation's version of like Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, okay, yeah, I gotcha. But then these people found like these like tweets from like, and he was getting right up there to about, I think he was about to have his own show on like MTV mm. with animals and whatnot. And then like somebody found some like tweets from like 2008 where he was like, just saying some, I can't remember exactly verbatim what he was saying, but just like some messed up stuff. But it was like, because he's probably like 24, 25 now. Yeah. So he's probably like a teenager when right. he said that. And it kind of like, it set him back a lot. Like he, his show got canceled. He couldn't do a lot of this stuff. Um, he kind of is trying to rebuild now. But I was just like one of those things like you really picked something apart from that many years ago. He is a great guy now. Right. And you just cost him like a lot of stuff. You can't tell me that you didn't do something in the last 10, 15 years that you're embarrassed of and wish you could take back. Correct. That's everybody. Everybody. Every single person. Even like Goody Two Shoes. Right. Done something that they wish they could have like not done. The problem is now we are living on the digital age where everything is there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're not perfect or if you're not, if you're not, uh, like if you did anything in your past that could have been like bad now, you're bad. I'm so bad. glad this stuff didn't exist when I was in high school. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I like when I, like when I graduated, I missed all this BS because like my high school career and my school career was fine. Like I didn't have any issues with this like whatever's going on like now in, in the world. Like I can't even imagine how it is right. for kids to be in school now. Like and yep. have to go through like I don't know. It, it's just like I, like I feel like it'd be painful. Honestly, like I've got, you know, I've got all pretty much all of my friends have children. I don't, but uh, they talk about 
their future and they're like, gosh, I don't even know what to expect. I don't even know what's going to happen. I don't, and I'm not, you know, they're not regretting their decision of having kids. Right. Obviously I'm not saying that about them and I would never put that in their mouth. But yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, man, like <laughs> it, it was, it's one of those things like I love my generation, but I hate my generation because of like certain things that we believe in. And mm-hmm. I can't even say we because I don't believe in it. No. But uh, they <laughs> Now you see in... why I don't like doing gross generalizations because it's like, you know, all millennials, well, clearly Me, not. Yeah. yeah but I, no, that's good. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's just like, it, it's just so frustrating because like I'll, be, I'll talk to somebody from my generation mm. and I'll just think to myself like, you, you, you are like the problem right here. You're super opinionated. You're super... Like, I don't know. It's almost like, it's like people, like people in my generation are like me, 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 but at the same time, not like, not in the sense, I don't know. It's weird to explain. Um, and I don't really know how to even change our generation. Cause I just feel like everybody in my generation doesn't think there's like, doesn't think they're wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things that makes me want to just take the foot and just Two things, and I mean, you know, you can rip apart my generation all you want. You're probably right. Two things that I, <laughs> I see with people in, in in your generation, your age group, whatever. Like you just said, your opinion is right. Right. No. I I love you all, and it's a battle that we have to deal with being human. Facts outweigh feelings and opinions. You can feel a certain way about something. You have every right to. But just because you feel that way does not mean that it's right. Right. Okay. Second of all, we talked about it briefly, but everybody has a voice. Everybody wants to be heard. And you don't have to look far now. You got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all this crap now. Your your phone is there. You got Google in your pocket. Right. You've got a voice. You're using your voice. That's fantastic. Do something. Right. Stop clickety-clacking and using your 140 characters. It's not 140 anymore. See how out of date I am. But stop saying all this crap. Stop bitching. Do something. Yes. It's all I'm asking. 100%. And I think one of the biggest problems is, like, if I recall, like, growing up and whatnot, we were told as kids, like, everything matters. Our opinion matters. We're all right. And... Don't get like don't ever get stepped on this and this and this. But we ran with that. We yeah. ran with that and hard. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Kids ran with that and we're like, oh, my mom and dad taught me that my opinion matters and what I, what I'm saying is right and this and that and not to let y'all tell me otherwise. So people are like going with that and just not like and not drawing. There goes that line. Not drawing a line of being like okay. Well, yes, I need to be heard. I need to vocalize my opinion. But, like, it doesn't mean I'm right. And it doesn't mean that, like, my opinion is going to be the one that's going to be taken over his. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things that's like... <sighs> There's a difference between being true to yourself and letting your opinions rule your life. Do you yes. understand what I mean? Yes. I know who I am as a person. Right. But if if I see, you know, a sign on the side of the road that says, you know... Jesus sucks, you know, long live Satan. You know, I'm not out there like ah, bawling my eyes out or right. trying to, you know, go nuts or whatever. I'm just like, ugh, idiot. And then moving on. Right. Right. 
So, yeah, it sucks. It's painful to see because of who I am and what I believe. But for crying out loud, I'm not going to, you know, like these people. I, I saw this video of this guy or girl, I think it was. Hard to tell, I'm sorry. Um, in this video that when Trump was doing his inaugural, you know, like he was being sworn in as president for over a minute and a half on their knees, literally screaming at the top of their lungs because he's being sworn in. What are you doing? Yeah, why are you screaming? Like, it's not going to change anything. What are you doing? I Okay, you hate the guy. Okay, you did. But here's the thing, I think, is that, again, it was around your, your age group is who this person looked like. And I think they're used to getting their own way. They're used to getting, you know, they're used to being right. They're used right. to... And then here's a situation where you didn't get your way. Right. And they don't have any idea how to handle it. And it's like, what do you think that, like, screaming and, like, doing this, is that going to get him not to be the president? Like, it's right. not going to change anything, you know? Right. Yeah, it's, that is annoying. I'm thinking to myself, that is, like, you could do something else to rally against him or something else to prove your point. Mm-hmm. That is not, like, what is that doing for anybody? It's not like, nobody's over here, like... Oh, they're screaming, so, like, maybe we should just not have him be president. No, right, no, yeah. Like, no. Like, oh, my God, yeah. That, I agree but with that's, you on that You one. know what I mean? Yes. Do something. That's yes. all I'm asking. And and I know some people would be like, well, you were a lazy generation. You didn't do anything. No, we did stuff. We just didn't put passion with it. Uh, <laughs> Unless it was grunge metal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I mean, and that's that's really, I think, I can't wait, and when I say this, I'm not belittling every every millennial. I'm just saying, I can't wait for this next generation to come up, because I'm really excited to see how they're going to turn out. Right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I know they say that about every other generation, because, I mean, when millennials are coming up, it's like, oh, man, they're going to have all this technology. They're going to go nuts with it. They're going to just, they're going to take us into the 21st century and just demolish it and blah, blah, blah. And now we're just bitching on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it's, all, it's all Twitter fingers, man. It's yeah. all like, it's social media, social media, social media. After out, As soon as you put your phone down, everything you say on social media is not being put into motion in real life. Yeah. Um, because we've gotten so relied on like Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. It's like, that's almost like my generation's like government. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. whatever happening on social media, that's your real life. And then in real life, it's like a whole other world. Like I'm telling you, there is the media world, and then there's the real life. And I swear, people live in this media world over like real life, and it's like, yo, this is why there's an issue. This is why y'all have problems because you just want to chat, chit, chat, and come up with all these great ideas on here, but nobody sets it into motion in the real world. Um, which is a big problem with my peeps that I know and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, so okay, so kind of another example, and I'm not trying to run her into the ground because I mean conservatives are just think that she's crazy, but even some liberals are starting to be like, what's going on? I wish I could remember her name for life. Of me, I want to say the last name is Cortez, but one of the youngest people elected to Congress. Do you okay. know who I'm talking about? Mm. I think she's like 23, 24. I could look her up in a heartbeat, but you know, anyway. She has this grand idea, much like someone in that generation, of, you know, getting free tuition to anybody who wants it. Like, every school would be free, doing, you know, free this, free that, free healthcare, free blah, blah, blah. And people have asked her, and again, she's extremely liberal. 
she was even on CNN a couple times where they're asking her, okay, so how much is this price tag going to be? And it's like $43 trillion. Trillion dollars. And they're like, okay, so where are you getting this money? Right. It might be billion. It's a shit ton of money. But anyway, where are you going to get this money? And the question is always avoided. Now listen, if you've got a grand plan, sweet. Right. If we can actually pull this off, Sweet, that's a hefty price tag. Right. How are we going to do it? And if there's crickets in the background? Then you don't have a slot plan. I'm just saying. Right. But, I mean, here's another op- example of an opportunity who someone from this generation is, is, is in the government. I mean, one of the highest levels of government. Right. And could really be making a difference, but instead it's all these pipe dreams and, and words, and she's not really doing anything. Right. And I'm like, man, come on. This could work. We This Just could do it. something. Yeah. You know, even if it only a quarter of your plan goes through. It's something. You know, come on. Let's right. go. <laughs> right. No, I feel that because, like, like I said, we have a lot of great ideas, but, like, that's yeah. it. They're just great ideas. And is it? Is it – do you think that it's more – like, lack of motivation? Is it that you just don't know where to channel the energy? Like, where do you think that might be coming from? I don't know because it's like, I don't think it's like lack of motivation because I feel like we are motivated to change. Planning, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like it could be because like, so those people with these like great ideas are typically ones who had a lot of shit done for them. Like, things yeah. were getting done for them. Um, they were getting help from parents family whatever so like with these things it's like oh i have these ideas but i'm expecting people around me to help put these into motion and i don't really have to do much i i feel like i have the idea so y'all gotta run with it you know what i'm saying yeah so versus your generation motherfucker i have the idea (laughs) and i am putting it into motion i'm getting it done um it's just one of those things, like when, like, like I said, because you're. It's funny you asked me, like, how do you think can change? I don't know, and I've been asked that before. I don't have any clue how, like, how can I get my generation to change? Because, like I said, they are just super. I don't know when you are opinionated. It's hard mm-hmm. to change somebody's mindset. Oh, I know, because I already honestly think that my generation doesn't even see us as a problem. I feel like they see that your generation and the generation. Like, basically, everybody else is the problem but us. And it's like, yo, no. <laughs> like, we need to take faults in ourselves, and that's just not a thing. Yeah. I mean, you gotta... You gotta own up to your faults. Right. Because and being again, wrong is fine. Right. It's fine. But, but like you said earlier, you're taught that you're not wrong. Right. You're taught that this is how you feel, so it has to be right. And everything you say matters, and... yeah. Everybody should take that into consideration and go with it. And then when things like, you know, Trump getting, in, you know, inaugurated or, you know, anything else doesn't go your way. Throw a fit and make a scene. Short circuit. No idea what to do and how to handle it. Right. And the thing is, a lot of people watch those things and they laugh their asses off. Because, I mean, honestly, on the surface, it is funny to watch Hilarious. someone melt down. because. Of, but really, when you look deep, that's it's sad. Yes. Because here's the thing. It's not going to get any better. No. I mean, if, if they don't self-realize or they don't understand how to handle these things how to cope good sweet judas it's gonna be a a continuing problem yeah that never gets resolved right and 
it's like it too you can even like prove to people like in my generation that they're wrong and there's no wrong and it's like i don't even know what else i can do to you man like <laughs> <laughs> i i, I, I you asked me to prove you wrong i did and you're still like spouting off of why you're not wrong just say you're sorry move on and fix your mistakes and you're cool like i don't right. know it's like people think that like when they're wrong like they're immediately viewed as like stupid and like yeah just like nobody's gonna listen to you again and right. whatever and it's like i'm thinking to myself the reason why i've i've been so like not successful in life because i'm not but like just just so cool in life now and been able to help people is because i've been able to like go off my wrongs and use amazing examples you know uh and i've been able to like not help but give insight to a lot of people about certain topics and situations that i've gone through just because of like how I got out of like myself making bad decisions. Yep. You know, and then, I don't know. People are just weird. Like people are just a lot of who are nowadays like perfectionists, and I'm right all the time. And mm. it's just like nah, sit, <laughs> sit and reflect, sir. So millennials, if you're out there listening, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we really didn't mean to turn this into a bashing thing, but really, just do something. Yes. Please. And it's not all you guys. No, it's not. But I mean, you are the biggest generation. Boomers are dying out. Uh, Xers are heading that way, unfortunately, for me yeah. and mine. So you got the power. Freaking do something with it. That's all we're asking. It's not like, you know, you've got ideas, you've got voices. Sweet. Make them heard in the right way, not on someone's phone. Right. So call your Congress people. Let them know how you're wanting it. It's not just a one day a year thing. Do it. I mean, you see it all the time on commercials. Just, Just pick up it. the phone and dial. That's actually what your phone's supposed to do. <laughs> right. Use your phone for what it needs to be used for. Hell, you could probably text them now nowadays. You know, I'm sure they got all that stuff anyway. But So, listen, we've taken up a lot of time. Uh, I really think this was a good conversation. Same. I think it was a great first, uh, first full-size podcast here. And I uh, really enjoyed having you. I really love being here. He's over here dancing in his chair. He's so excited. I thank you for having me. I will be back, y'all. Oh, yeah. Whether I want to sorry. Yep. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I will be here. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Uh, thanks again for checking us out. Um, definitely check us out on uh, the web, the um, all kinds of stuff. I do have Twitter, actually, for this. Oh, Believe ooh. it or not, right? Is it on Twitter? I, I just got to learn how to use it. Okay. I'm <laughs> I can teach. All the details are going to be at the end of this uh, podcast, so uh, you know, just bear with me on the end of this. Um, we also have a Patreon page. If you like what you hear, please drop us just a couple bucks. Um, we also do uh, you know monthly pledges and all that good stuff to help us get uh, some cool guests and some uh, additional things going on with the podcast and uh, help us reach out a little bit more. So. Keep on listening to the end here. Uh, check out our webpage. Check out Patreon and our Instagram and pond or Twitter and all the good, cool stuff that Jordan's generation is into. Yes. <laughs> hey. So again, thank you so much. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I am Jason, and I am out. Thank you for checking us out. We're glad you gave us a listen. If you'd like to keep up to date on our podcast, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at T-R-O-U Podcast. Or visit us at www.therestofuspodcast.com. 
While on our website, we'd appreciate it if you check out our Patreon page. And if you like, give us a donation to help our budding podcast continue to grow. And please, leave us feedback, offer suggestions for future episodes, or just drop us a line at trouPodcast at gmail.com. We hope you check out our next episode and look forward to you becoming a loyal fan. Until next time.